far away With a Jedi and a Sith and a smuggler's pay Me R2 and Yoda, 3PO and Leia Look Vader and Leader, Kylo Fit Parade Don't tell me the eyes when I place on my bed Who got the Chewbacca, there's no need to fret Thrusters are primed and accorded and set Then it's off with the heads like their name Jango Fett I've seen these movies like 500 times Some solo shot first, ain't no change in my mind More with the Force and the Force is with me So of course you will see even if I go blind Come on this journey of trials and lessons Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds Let's jump to light speed and tear through the heavens Enjoy every minute cause they're only legends What is up, Star Wars fans? Welcome back to another episode of They Are Only Legends, episode number 40, with your boys, Tyler and Spencer, as always. Spencer, how you doing, my guy? Man, I'm doing good. How you doing, bro? Fucking swell, man. Swell. Wide awake, ready to go, <laughs> ready to talk about some fucking Star Wars. A lot of stuff to talk about uh, this week. Um, yeah. First and foremost, uh, we want to say uh, our thoughts are out there with uh, the family of uh, J.W. Rinsler. Um fucking lucasfilm historian like if you if you're into any of the fucking novels or just if, you, if you're if you're just like if you're a hardcore star wars fan you know you know that at least the name you know who he is um he he just recently passed away july 28th uh after a long battle with pancreatic cancer i actually remember um i think he was on rebel force radio um about a year ago if if it wasn't if he wasn't on, they were at least talking about uh, him, and uh, I think it was shortly after his diagnosis. And uh, yeah, it's you know unfortunate we lost a, a such a prominent member of the Star Wars community. Yep. Um, so you know, he did the uh, the making of books of both you know Star Wars and Indiana Jones, and he worked with George Lucas for over fifteen years, just fucking crazy. So like he literally is he or was the uh, the data bank? He is. He's mm-hmm. the data bank. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely sad to see him pass. He was at a young 58, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're thinking about him and his family and sad, but, you know, we lost someone, lost someone big in the Star Wars community this week. And, uh, one of the, yeah. uh, one of the, uh, you know, brighter, uh, aspects to think about too, is that this dude, um, he lived his life, um, doing what he loved, you know, sure. and that is, and that is being a historian and uh an author uh about the universe that we all love so dearly and that's star wars um so yeah thoughts out to his family and uh uh yeah you know rest in peace uh but moving on uh we're gonna <laughs> kind of do a uh a little bit of a, a throwback uh what kind of star wars content did you enjoy this week spencer there we go baby um let's see i uh obviously watched bad batch Stay Damn. tuned after the, after the Stay main show tuned. for that review because it's so hard not to just fucking dive back into it and just do spoilers yeah, yeah. and yeah yeah um, so yeah definitely like, stay after because that was a that was a hot episode banger of an episode um, man and then we uh or what else did I watch I watched Phantom Menace nice that was um, it's the only Star Wars other than the Bad Batch I watched this week but I fucking love that movie dude I don't give a fuck anyone I love Phantom no Menace. Phantom Menace is is an enjoyable movie um it's it's actually kind of funny that you watched Phantom Menace because I was sent a meme uh, by a friend that it was um, Darth Maul (laughs) with the lightsaber, like that scene right when he has the one on. Yeah. And it said like um, Star Wars, Phantom Menace or whatever. And then he hits the second side and it said theaters in um, 1999. And it was like Joe Rogan and 
Daniel Cormier and uh, John Anik like reacting crazy. Freaking to a out. Yeah, Freaking yeah. it was like theaters. <laughs> and then um, good friend of the podcast, Mike Kaminsky, sent me a thing. I think this was actually the day before. Uh, but he said, uh, um, you'll need to sit down for this. And it was this, it's like this video about um, basically uh, rewatching the prequels. Mm-hmm. And how it was, I wasn't a big fan. Like this, this the the woman who was doing the comment is one of those videos of like the person standing there in the video with shit going on behind him or next to them. Usually like a white room behind them, and they're just talking about uh, if you hate the the prequels, like a lot of people do. If if they're if you if you need if you're having trouble getting through those terrible movies, like that's basically the shit she was saying. Um, a perspective a different perspective to uh, uh, help you get through them is watch it as if Obi-Wan and Padme are secretly in love. And it actually makes a lot of sense. Like it actually adds like a lot of intrigue. It's like uh, George Lucas actually created a masterpiece. I'm pretty sure is what it's called. And uh, basically the way there's all these, uh, all these things in it where like um, Obi-Wan like, why would Padme, fall in like love with a 10 year old boy when she could fall in yeah. love with, you know, the Obi-Wan Jedi Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. She had three, three love interest options. The old Jedi master, the kind of crazy younger, you know, warrior or the 10 year old slave boy, you know? Yeah. And, um, basically how like there's moments throughout the entire trilogy where like the way they look at each other, um, uh, like when she, when oh yeah during uh, attack of the clones when they when they're getting on like the uh i can't remember what it was uh one of the monsters not the monsters but one of the animals in the arena uh yeah. when they're about to escape and anakin's front padme's behind him and then obi-wan hops up behind her and she puts her hand back as he's hopping up like puts her, her hand back to like grab his thigh and oh. she like touches like she like touches his thigh as yeah. he like to help him up and then keeps her hand on his like inner thigh as they ride off. And and it's like, <laughs> yo, why would Padme do that shit? You know? Um, and that the twins are actually supposed they're they're like Obi-Wan's kids, you know, type of deal. Um, which it then kind of completely like they talk about it, but it completely it's like a fun theory for the prequels in a vacuum, but then it completely yeah. undermines the entire Vader arc. And like the right. idea was like their their quick little like makeup for it was that um well, Vader knew that it was Obi-Wan's kids and and he knew that, you know, redeeming himself was like coming to terms with the fact that Obi-Wan was still his best friend and he couldn't um not like help raise his kid's best the best best friend's kid but it's like nah like that shit doesn't really Mm-mm. that doesn't work like that Mm-mm. was a stretch but it was really fun in a vacuum those three but i also watched another video that was called uh jar jar binks definitely not being a sith lord for seven minutes and four seconds and it was like this <laughs> breakdown of him being like all the evidence that points to him being a sith lord um and most of it obviously is phantom menace because sure. like but so it was a bunch of clips from phantom menace like when he jumps into the water he does like the double front flip he's like come on how does how how you gonna how do you explain that high and far of a jump you know um he when when zabulba has him getting choked out right yeah. as anakin walks up you see you literally see and it's actually pretty funny some of the other ones are stretches but the way jar jar right before zabulba lets him go 
as Jar Jar's on the ground, he puts his hand up and literally does the Jedi mind trick wave like even with the fingers and everything like puts up the fingers and then brings them down the exact same way that Qui-Gon did to uh fucking uh Wadu and as soon as he does that Zolbulba releases him and you know starts talking to Anakin and it was like wait a minute he just Jedi mind tricked Zolbulba into letting him go I gotta go find this video, you gotta bro. find this video yeah, I, will I will send you the link but you, if you guys want to look it up you could just say like Jar Jar not being a Sith, Sith Lord for seven minutes and four seconds. Um, but that's pretty much... And so it goes on about like him convincing... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Gungan leader to make him a general. Um, him using probably the Force to like kill all of those battle droids while the one battle droid stuck to his foot, you know? Right. <laughs> um, he hides his skill inside of his clumsy, clumsy, clumsiness. I was going to say clumliness. I didn't make any sense. Clumliness. Um, clumliness. He uh, convinces Padme to go to war. And you can see, like, he, like, puts his hand up behind her. Misa Grant, temporary. <laughs> yeah, <like. laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, he, he puts his hands up, like behind Padme like you see her him kind of like reach out like that and then she like agrees that they should go to war or some shit and then he goes out there you know and then it cuts back to robot chicken talking you know and when Palpatine calls Jar Jar and been apologizing for convincing him uh to uh grant him you know it's all this other shit so that's what I basically watch other than the Bad Batch I watched uh, Star Wars videos and theories and there you it's go pretty fun oh um, yeah fun little fan theories that uh there's another thing too and i think we've talked about it but if you haven't checked it out you and anybody listening search what if the prequels were good it's a three-part series where this guy does his own um basically rewrite of the prequels and is this the uh it's like drawn out the dude from that 70s show did something like this no for grace yeah it's not him um it's something else but uh it's really good because he's like a screenwriter or, or director at the time. This is like 10 years old, I think, at this point, or or maybe a little less. But, yeah, he uh, made these videos where he drew – like for the first movie, he pretty much uses a lot of scenes from Phantom Menace. And then he ends up having somebody draw out like comic book style the scenes moving forward. And it's essentially the story being Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan's story and how mm-hmm. Obi-Wan l- falls in love with Padme and has to watch Padme – and Anakin fall in love together as well as also lose his brother and Maul being like the main antagonist and stuff like that. Okay. Dooku like, like being like letting secretly letting like Obi-Wan know like, Hey man, uh, here's what's kind of, kind of actually going on. And I didn't sign up for this shit. I was thinking that this was going to be like a real like separatist separation type of deal and working with this guy. But it turns out this guy's a fucking evil motherfucker. You know, that type of shit. Like it's actually really well done. Um, So check that out. What if the prequels were good? It's kind of what gave me the inspiration for, you know, what if the sequels were good that I made in the same vein. Um, When I was talking about what Topher Grace did, he did. So what he did was he edited, edited, I'd all three that. of the Edited, prequel did, did, did. movies into one single like 85 minute film really yeah so like, he did that and then where do you I, find I forget, that um i don't know where you find it probably youtube uh and then he went back in in 2019 and edited edited all uh 10 of the star wars movies that were out at the time mm-hmm. into their own one trailer single, one trailer yeah Ooh, let's see 
Anyway, yeah, you probably just Google this shit. I'm not going to look for it now because we're definitely recording a podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I uh, uh, in, indulged in this week. And uh, I, I want to indulge in... I, did the uh, Mandalorian behind the scenes come out yet? With Mandalorian like, behind the scenes? Yeah, the Luke Skywalker episode. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, I know it's supposed it's to come probably out. worth to go check. I, yeah, I, they because did I thought it, I saw Star they Wars did either a one episode or like a few episode like behind the scenes thing of it. Yeah, but they didn't do. Two. They saved the Luke Skywalker one for this August, um, and it is is it the it's the gallery right? Yeah, it's the gallery. I'm on Disney Plus right now, and I'm checking episode season two. Okay, it's not out yet. It, I think it comes out on the 25th actually. Okay. Um, yeah, so. I can't wait for that to come out. We'll definitely do like a a, a more in depth breakdown of it mm-hmm. when that comes around. Um. But yeah, so uh, moving on, we kind of briefly talk about it in the... God damn it. Sorry, my microphone. I uh, kind of briefly talk about it in the Bad Batch review after the show. Stay tuned. But uh, Disney Plus announces season two of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Um, Fuck. Before yeah, the end of season one, even. Um, yeah, like I, I definitely don't agree, but apparently people like Bad Batch. Um, apparently it's doing well. Uh, I, I disagree don't agree with that. Sar- <laughs> sar- sarcasm, dude. What the fuck? Dude, I'm looking at your face and I can't sense the sarcasm. You, that's, the, face. that's the best I, uh, kind of sarcasm. I definitely don't agree. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the best kind I've, of sarcasm. I've recorded like 14, 15 reviews of this shit with you. And like, you seem yeah. to like it. Yeah, yeah. you think you think <laughs> the, that's the fake part is me pretending to like it or just for the brief moment when I was saying I didn't like it. Um, coming in 2022. So that tells me that they're already working on it. Um, sure. I mean, it's August of 2021. It might not take that long, um, but they've clearly, like, they've had all year to uh, to do this. Um, yeah. Fucking, I'm sure this shit was done last year or early done early this year for Bad Batch Season 1. So season 2022 two. is only four months away. Uh, is it? It's only August. Yeah. It's the beginning yeah. of August. August, September. You got a pretty well from now to September is one month. Yeah. September, October is two months. October to November is three months. (laughs) November to December is four months. Yeah. But then, then but then December, January, because December 8th, December 8th is four months away, but 2022 is still another almost whole month after that. So it's kind of five months. It's five months away. Okay, well, fuck off. No. no. All right, see you guys. Have a, have a good episode. Spence is going to record the rest of it by himself. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so that's coming out, which is dope. Um, kind of. Well, we're not going to spoil anything. We can't really get into it too much because... Uh, Go watch Bad Batch, dude. Why? There's no reason not there to watch it. There is a reason. Cause some people, Why? Because some people don't like watching it episodically. They want to binge it, and they're waiting, and that's totally acceptable. Go watch it. You go go watch. go watch it this week. You have two days from the time this comes out to get all caught up, so that the season finale. Dude, it's twenty minute twenty minute episodes for the most part. Like you could watch the whole season in one day. That's probably what I would do. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, if you want to wait until the last one's out, do that. Watch it on your own time. Don't listen to this fucking dictator over here telling you what season to do. finale is in two days. <clears throat> Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um. Two days from this release, we all we also want to say the day of this recording a uh, a a giant, warm, loving, happy birthday to good friend of the podcast Mike Kaminsky, who turns hey. on August eighth, uh, twenty twenty one, has just turned thirty four years old, and as he pointed out on his uh, Facebook or Instagram that I think it's Facebook, no, it is Instagram that he has officially made it. 
to be older than Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, you know, shout out to you, my guy. My like, like yeah. neither one of us are older than Jesus yet. So um, <laughs> hopefully that's not too offensive. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, nah, it's all jokes. No. Um, yeah. So anyway, happy birthday to you, Mike. Uh, we love you, brother. Hey, happy um, birthday, bro. We hope that it was an awesome one. Um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Disney... Um, Disney's uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel uh, Fuck, has a, has released its <laughs> its pricing, and uh, I don't know about you, my guy, but uh, I ain't ever going to that shit. <laughs> Let me tell you, you can pay for your child's freshman year at community college, or you can take your family on a two night stay. No excuse, yeah, no wait, yeah, two night stay because for four guests, for four guests, if you want a four guest cabin. $5,999 for a yeah. two-night stay. Six now, fucking grand for four guests to stay two nights in this Star Cruiser hotel. We have we have two options, okay? There's there's two options with this moving forward. Uh, Yeah, for a regular two-night stay, I think it's a couple, I don't know, maybe a kid. I'm not sure if kids count in this, but um, it says two-night stay on weeknights is $4,809. Uh, Three-guest cabin, $5,299. Four-guest, five. I assume that's four adults and however many kids. Um, but maybe not for it's either going to be fucking awesome right it's going to be the most incredible thing you can experience families are going to rant and rave and it's going to be incredible or people are going to get there you're going to have 21 year old jessica who just woke up they're dressed in new republic garb and it's not going to be immersive it's not going to be i mean you got to think it's for the kids right it's for the kids do the kids feel immersed do the kids feel like they're in star wars you're it's it's 24 7 acting it's every part everything you experience on the uh, uh galactic star cruiser is going to be you're in the star wars universe um you're literally closed in on this ship for two. Like that's that's crazy if you think about it. Like it's a it's a two night. You're locked in here. You can be a smuggler. You can be a Jedi. You're gonna interact with people and follow your specific path you want to do. Like that's really fucking cool. <clears throat> it's really expensive. What's the um, average? I'm, I'm curious to see if it's gonna be worth it. Is, what what, I guess what, I'm what, what at. do you think? You you're a Disneyland guy. What do you got to spend? Uh, total cost. Uh, for a weekend at Disneyland, including oh, God, um, it's been yeah. a couple of years, bro. I don't go with COVID. Uh, I think no, I know, but you've been a bunch of times to Disneyland, haven't you? When I was young, right? But not, you, not even and, a bunch. And of then times, didn't you like... go? Didn't you go right after you got married? Yeah, just that was ballpark. Like two years ago. Don't ballpark. I don't need specifics. Eight hundred bucks. Okay, I was just curious to know the difference. That's all. Like eight hundred bucks for two people for a weekend at Disneyland, right? Yeah. So I get it. There's ah, I think after a little while the prices will drop. I think this isn't because this opens spring of next year. I think they got to cover their costs initially because if they just made an entire Star Wars themed hotel, like that ain't just no run of the mill hotel and you got to buy and pay for all the oh, costumes um all the actors, 
all the training to make the actors, you know, be in Star Wars, all everything, every, all the yeah. food, you know, we're talking a lot of money here. Uh, realistically speaking, like cost out of the way, uh, this doesn't interest me. Um, I I'm a little too, too like the way my the way my mindset's at is like I have a hard enough time. Like my suspension of disbelief for like I know Star Wars ain't real. Um, I know that it's just a form of media that we like to spend a lot of time talking about and and creating stuff inside that universe. But like, um, unless I'm tripping hard on some shrooms or That's some what shit, the fuck I'm saying is dude. like the only way that I'm gonna be able to take it seriously is if I'm yeah. so out of my mind that I think it's real because I can't, I can't put myself in the mindset where I'm going to be, I don't want to walk around a bunch of people pretending to be star Wars characters. Like it's for the kids. Like I would go yeah. if I had a couple of kids or a kid who was like into star Wars. And if I, you know, if this podcast explodes and I have a shit ton of money or if I'm, you know, whatever, if I've saved up enough that where I can afford six grand for a fucking, hopefully all inclusive hotel, not including the cost of travel, yeah. Then I would do it for my kid or kids, you know, because that's that's some shit that they would love. Um, but I ain't going to go like myself. Like, I, I'd rather go to the Galaxy's Edge. And sure. even then, I'm just like, I just kind of want to see the Falcon. I don't I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't give less fucks about seeing Kylo Ren walking around. Like, I know that it's just Jeff under there. Like, you know, it's <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, like, I ain't. I ain't convinced. I ain't, I don't believe it. It's for the kids that want to meet Ray and and want to pretend to face Kylo Ren and see Darth Vader and that's yeah. it's for, like Star Wars is for the kids. We talked about it, you know. Um a, a 2-day pass for an adult at Disneyland is $290. Yeah, man. So like we're talking a 2-night stay, which I'm assuming is for two I see with these prices that are listed here for the Galactic Star Cruiser, I it gets me thinking that they don't they don't differentiate between kids and adults. I think it's just like a guest per guest basis. Oh, Unless that could it, be true too. Cause I'm sitting here looking at just the normal, like Disneyland tickets and kids are only about 15, $20 cheaper than adults. Yeah. So they so probably like, don't have a kid's deal. They might have like a weekend where it's like, well, kids are half off for this specific weekend in the middle of like an off season. Right. Yeah. Um, Oh, if there is such a thing, it's ridiculous, man. Um, but Disneyland's worth it. It's they, worth. I, I would go spend three hundred sixty-five dollars right now for a three-day yeah, park hopper pass, bro. But I'm not talking. But we're, but three hundred sixty-eight five grand. You know, and so that's what not I mean. Bad. It's like I know that they have they have hired professionals, people who went to school for this shit to to analyze and pick fucking uh, pricings on shit. So you know what they it's it's clearly they think that people are gonna spend it and that it's worth it. Um, but I'm gonna let other motherfuckers find that out for me because I ain't I ain't going. <laughs> Bet your ass. I can't even go to fucking Comic Con for fuck's sake. Like I can't even get my headset. I can't even get my mindset to like dress up as a Jedi and go to Comic Con. However, you don't we have are to dress up to go to Comic Con. I can't even go there not even dressed up. But we are. We will. We did say we are going to fucking you know celebration, celebration next year. Yep. So I'm gonna have to get over it because I do want to go there. You know, that's in like eight months. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! That's so close. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so Packed close. Packed bags, son. Packed in bags, son. My bags are all—they're always packed. 
uh last thing we have to talk about news wise is apparently there's a fan-made game getting a lot of attention right now uh go check it out it's the star wars redemption game that uh they dropped the the uh trailer for on youtube and it looks cool i watched it it looks it looks cool very similar to like clone wars animation and it takes place during the clone wars but the the jedi's got this dual bladed lightsaber and it's all tatted like so it's it's cool it's an action thing it also looks like she wears like a helmet that's kind of fashioned after clone trooper clone troopers which you don't normally see jedi do so um yeah it looks kind of like a like a combination between clone no it is straight up a close a clone trooper helmet i was gonna say it looks kind of like a mandalorian helmet but then again that's what they're based on anyway so right um but yeah you can see like in the picture of the trailer you like the thumbnail you see but b1 battle droids and the eta2 uh jedi starfighter and um so venator class uh back there looks like a looks like an arc an arc uh ship like an arc trooper ship mm-hmm. a separatist ship some cl- more clone troopers yeah double bladed green lightsaber uh wearing clone armor like it's dope it looks pretty fun some destroyers in there so this is definitely going to be republic era clone wars obviously it says that but yeah i mean if uh, it, and it was made using made using the uh unreal engine for yeah designing unreal is a pretty cool. dope engine yeah. um yeah, a lot of a lot of games use the Unreal Engine for these days, and it, I mean, it looks fucking good, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, I'm definitely gonna if I can. I'm definitely the the get... demo is out now, but your computer has to meet certain specs, otherwise it'll destroy your computer. So, um, apparently, well, one person had their computer die trying to run it. So, yeah. Well, my <laughs> my current graphics card is one step below the recommended graphics card, so I don't think I'm gonna be running it then. But when I have my new PC in a month, hey. um, that shit will be more than powerful enough to do that shit. Um, that's pretty dope, though. Fan-made stuff is really cool. I like uh, I like to see fan-made things because we can't... It, we, we obviously, you know, <clears throat> have talked about how, like, there's a reason why fans make theory-type shit, why we make fan-fiction is, like, we can't rely on Lucasfilm and the other outlets to create the star Wars that we want to see. Um, Mm -hmm. we have to create it ourselves and then, you know, hope that they gain inspiration or, or, or follow a similar thought process or idea. to what, you know, we want to see to release canon shit, but you know, it's, uh, it's fun that people are doing that. And, And nowadays with how the, the way technology is so readily available to people, you can have somebody who literally makes a, you know, from scratch video game uh, with money out of their pocket uh, and not even sell it. And, and it yeah. still be as high quality as some or better than some games that get released, you know? Hell yeah. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on this for sure. Um, I have a side question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Chewbacca? Um, I see where you're going with this. Um <laughs> I think he's a dope character, and uh, do you have like a, a a feeling of family with him? Does like does it hurt you? Like if somebody were to say something bad about him, would you defend Chewbacca? Man, or do you not care? It's not that I don't care. It's that I don't take uh I don't take screen screen rant seriously. 
<laughs> well, luckily, it was posted by Screenland. It's, it's hosted by Screenland. But uh, they took a poll from Reddit. Oh, my and, God. Oh, my God. Sorry. Uh, I haven't looked at this yet. And I just got I want to run one. through yeah. these things. So this is, uh, let's see. It's unpopular opinions about Chewbacca, according to Reddit. So I got pissed off after the first two, just because you can't disrespect Chewbacca. I love Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Chewbacca, Han Solo, you're an OG Star Wars fan. Like, that's your bread and butter, baby. Who doesn't? Like, that's Star Wars. Okay. Let's start off with number 10. He adds nothing to the franchise. Uh, okay. Before you read anything, I'm going to go ahead and say, as much as my initial reaction was, what the fuck, as soon as I read that, right? Yeah. I think, unfortunately, Chewbacca's character could be replaced with any other character and it would be just as impactful or not impactful right because Chewbacca is just the sidekick to one of our favorite main characters right not saying Chewie isn't special he is definitely fun not knowing what he's saying to hear Han's reaction around him and others right but but he's Spencer is plugging his covering his whole ass mouth right now it's like I wouldn't say he adds nothing, but I would say that if we didn't know about Chewbacca, you could you could prop in another, you know, alien species or another person as Chewbacca. If you didn't know about any character, you could replace them. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> All right. So that's, let's take okay, okay, right. okay, no, side no, no. note, R two D two. Yeah, like, let's say guy. you didn't know all he does is beep and boop. All right. All right. First of all. Okay. So you're, you're right. going to fuck right. off with R2. You're right. You're right. I worded that incorrectly. I think if somebody were to take out Chewie and put somebody else in there, I don't think it would drastically change uh, Star Wars. But I don't, uh, I, I don't think. I can't imagine Star Wars without Chewbacca, bro. I can. It's pretty easy to oh, do it. Dude. Like, I, I don't, like, I don't think... I don't think I my like love for Star Wars is altered with or without Chewbacca, you know. Like, he, so would he, you agree with Redditor Drupity that he has no intelligible dialogue? He merely shuffles along with the other major protagonists, and that any of the Star Wars movies would have been fine. No, no I mean, yes, I think I think the movies would be fine without him, but I don't agree that he shuffles along. Like, he clearly <laughs> plays an important role in firefights and shit, you know. Like, he. he but you can make you can make any fucking what what are you laughing the next at next one bro oh okay sorry the shit makes my blood boil oh like, let's go fucking... son let's go nine. he didn't deserve a medal in a new hope <laughs> like... well clearly he didn't deserve it because they didn't give him one i mean if he would have deserved it they would have gave him one oh and it's not until han's dead that finally Tyler. they give him one <laughs> Nah, dude, you take it too seriously, my guy. Like these are it's Chewbacca. Okay, we're Star Wars fans, dude. Like, and you're gonna say <laughs> he didn't deserve a medal, bro? <laughs> like, um, how? No, I I definitely would have given him a medal. I don't agree with the fact he didn't uh, didn't deserve one. I'm <laughs> just saying, like maybe if he really did in leia's eyes they would have gave him one you know a little bit of piloting while han and luke destroyed tie fighters yeah chewie didn't do a whole lot to help out in a new hope making it appropriate that he didn't receive a medal alongside luke and han despite most fans seeing 
fans feeling that he was just as much of the part of Battle of Yavin as they were. What kind of fucking yeah, no. bullshit? He was literally piloting in the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. Without him, he could have easily went, no more Han, no more Luke. Fuck, like... It's just oh. so it's so funny because, like, I... <laughs> anyway uh yeah no he definitely deserved a medal he had he well, played he luke fuck. would still be there but <sighs> um, he's not endearing fun or cool okay all right all right so this is we had this same thing happen when when we were going through another screen rant list and we were just going like insane and then I realized at the bottom of it that this was just like this is all satire. It's not true. It's no, like this is what people on Reddit have a, unpopular opinions of. Yeah, it's not satire. This no, is just no, reporting. This is that these like, are unpopular opinions you don't, that people have. You don't have it. You don't have the least bit of like urge when you see shit, like to just say some crazy wild shit. When people ask for unpopular opinions, it's like give us some unpopular opinions about Chewbacca. You know. He's, he's just def- another like, creature. What is he's it? He's a big, loud, hairy source of confusion. When you think about when people are up in arms about Chewie not getting a fucking medal, it's like, let me just be, let me be trolly right now. Chewie didn't deserve a fucking medal. He didn't do shit. Like I, I, I do that shit. I did that shit to fucking Mike uh, when when talking about how Darth Maul would have lost to Kylo Ren, and I just strung him on talking about how Darth Maul, you know, he ain't shit. He, you know, whatever. Like it's easy okay. to do. So like that's in, what... in that vein, we'll speed run through a few of these. Okay? <laughs> no, I don't want you to not be emotional about it. I'm just saying <laughs> he's not endearing, fun, or cool. He's just oh, we just said that one. He's yeah. just another creature, big, loud, hairy source of confusion. <laughs> then it goes to he's annoying. He's annoying. Uh, <laughs> Laugh it he's up. He's annoying precisely ball. because of his strange gargling noise. <laughs> he's not cute. I actually, I actually believe. I believe that people uh, feel that way about him. I, f- I believe that people think he's annoying, even though he's not, and think he's not cute. I mean, he's not cute. The porgs he's are fucking an ugly cute. alien bear-like creature. He's just fucking Sasquatch, bro. Tyler's hot opinion: he's easily replaceable. Oh, yeah. Doesn't have any memorable moments. Oh, that's not. And true. other other characters like Nine Numb can fly the Falcon. Like, we don't fucking need Chewie, right? Uh. His dialogue should have had subtitles. No, no. no. Han, Han's the subtitle. You know him. His, Han's reaction, and and like, as if it's hard to know what the fuck Chewie was saying, based off of Han and Luke's like responses to him. <laughs> oh god, the next one I, I just I didn't read look. ahead, bro. Yeah. Okay, next one. Jar Jar Binks is a better character. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Chewie is constantly complaining about something and has the same aiming abilities as the stormtroopers everyone makes fun of. Yeah. Jar Jar is at least an interesting character with dialogue <laughs> and character development. If anything, most fans would prefer if Chewie had more screen time. If Chewie had more... Oh. Okay, this, oh, this is summing it up. This is the article's opinion. Yeah, obviously we would prefer if Chewie had more screen, screen time and Jar Jar far less. Number one, he should have died. I think he should have died. At the in Rise of Skywalker, uh, when Ray blew up the transport ship, yeah, um, because like I thought he was dead. It was heart wrenching. Yeah, you want, you want I to would... know why it was heart wrenching? It's because Chewie is a beloved fucking character. Well, but like if you know, 
If it was any character in that position, we Boy, would have been heart wrenched about it, you know. Pushing my buttons today. <laughs> pushing Anyways, now my that buttons, I'm, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Um, no, I think he definitely. Uh, uh, no, but see, so here's the thing: Chewie's death versus Chewie's reaction to Leia's death. Chewie's reaction to Leia's death was more heart wrenching than Chewie's death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chewie didn't die, so I know. Well, he was dead for about two and a half minutes, which, like, <laughs> nope, they we're just gonna spiral right there into some sequel shit, and I was, I'm not gonna let that happen yet. Um, yeah, don't do that. Nope, not yet. We're going to I say gradually step into some sequel <laughs> shit because we're gonna talk about Palpatine's contingency plan. <laughs> okay, man. So, uh, Star Wars Inside Intel, man. This is from StarWars.com, I believe it is. Um, they basically outlined Palpatine's con- Palpatine's. Palpatine's <laughs> contingency plan and put it together in a nice organized way of like, here you guys, here's us taking all of the shit we put out and here's it to you in a timeline that makes sense. And it kind of does. So let's run through this. Mm. I, I typed ahead. out a little outline here. Yeah. So let's start at the top. Interrupt me when you want to uh, oh, I add, will. add a comment. Okay. Oh, I will. Number one, Pops had a leg- legacy contingency plan. He had a plan for what was going to happen to him after he died. Like it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, after Vader's betrayal and the destruction of the second Death Star, that's when that plan went into effect. Mm-hmm. Sentinel droids dispatched to Imperials throughout the galaxy, advising them of their next step, which was Operation Cinder. We see some which of if you in- if you haven't uh, played uh, Battlefront Two, that are these yep. basically they look like the uh, kind of look like the Red Guards. Um, but they have like a hologram face of Palps. Yep. Operation Cinder. If you've seen Mando season two, they talk about it. And it's also in Battlefront two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. It's heartbreaking watching Bill Burr freak out over that shit. You know what I mean? Take what l- away from Luke showing up at the end of Mando season two. Spoiler alert! I'm kidding. <laughs> best season. The best scene. In all of the two seasons was Bill Burr at that table with that guy. Sure. Like the, I'm not going to disagree the, with it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Even, that's not even me thinking hot take. Like, that's legit in my opinion. Yeah. I'll give you that. Shoot. Um, anyways, Sentinel droids go out to all the Imperial leaders throughout the galaxy. Uh, and they're like, you know, we're doing Operation Cinder. Uh, and basically what this was was this mass fucking fuck you from the empire and they were blowing up imperial fucking cities and plants they were blowing up uh uh new republic or what was to be new republic cities and shit and they were just causing fucking destruction and operation cinder uh basically go to a planet fucking you're still loyal okay no boom and they weren't even doing that dude they were attacking pure like already imperial established planets like operation cinder was fucking brutal killed their own people killed the enemy just killing people um what this did was cause a lot of the surviving planets that were still around to be like fuck those people we're definitely swearing our allegiance to the new republic well and it was that wasn't like and like that wasn't the the goal of it Mm -mm. but that's what the outcome was like i think the goal of it was like if anything happens to me you got to show the galaxy the true strength of the empire and yep. that, like, like we're gonna be here. And like, here's proof. You think you can? You think you know? You can fuck with us? 
We'll, we'll destroy. We don't care. We will. Yeah. We will destroy anything and everything. <laughs> so you better listen to us. And then yep. it had the opposite effect. Fuck you. Go your house. Your block. Your city. Uh-huh. We're blowing it all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Um, but what it also did was it was kind of like you know we we saw this with a uh, uh, what's her name uh, uh, Iden Versio mm-hmm. and, and Battlefront too mm-hmm. where all of a sudden it's like okay. The emperor of the empire is gone. Mm-hmm. His contingency plan is to a not delegate who is the direct. Because I, I wonder if he had in his plan that if he were to die, Vader would lead. <clears throat> Probably. Or how exactly that would have gone well, down. Okay. But he didn't. He didn't assign a a specific leader of when I if something happens to me because he didn't think about death. He thought he was immortal. Or that's what he was working towards. You know what I mean? Um, this is where I'm going to cut in. So Cut in. All right. The uh, Pardon me, guys. I'm eating fucking chocolate-covered raisins like an asshole on podcast. Yeah, he, he's chewing and holding his finger mm-hmm, up to shut mm-hmm. me up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let, me, let me fucking talk here. Um, so they take, they're taking a lot of shit from the Aftermath trilogy of books, which I read two of the three. Um, I own two of the three, and I've read the first one. <laughs> right, I've I've only read two and three. I haven't read the first one. Um, this Gallius Rax guy that it says here that you know one year after Pop's death, self-appointed counselor of the Empire. He was not self-appointed, right? They're taking shit from this these books, but they're not being accurate with what the books fucking say, and they're canon books, mind you. Oh. Speak your knowledge, my friend. I'm, I'm speaking it. my fucking knowledge, bro. Um, Gallius Rax, previously known as Galli, was an orphan on Jakku, right? Which is where they get this fucking the next few you know pieces of information. And if you, you if you were listening for a long time, I've talked about this. But if you haven't been listening for a long time, let me fill you in. He was an orphan on Jakku. He sees this super sleek, black, shiny ship. Right? That's a fun thing to say. Um, fly across the the sky. And he bails on his two or his orphan friends or whoever he's with, runs across the fucking desert to go see where this ship is because he's tired of living where he's living. He sees this ship that's landed. Um, It's like droids and shit are coming off of it, moving giant boxes of equipment off of the ship. It turns out it is the Emperor's um, personal shuttle. I believe it's the Imperialis or something like that. Anyway... Galley sneaks on to the ship in the cargo hold as a stowaway, trying to get the fuck off of, you know, Jakku, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He ends up, the Emperor, shortly after takeoff, is on the ship, and he senses Galley and basically approaches him and uh, takes him in, right? And he then gets raised... Um, with other children um, inside the Imperial type of concept or whatever, the training grounds. He basically gets raised to be a political figure, right? Or a strategic Mm -hmm. figurehead. Um, But the whole time, he was being groomed by Palpatine to take over his position if anything were to happen to him. That's, like, discussed in the book. So this self-appointed counselor of the Empire... Was actually was actually Pal- Palpatine's like he's not self appointed he's Palpatine appointed. If anything yeah. happens to me, you're gonna have to be the one that that lets 
that lets the, all of the higher ups know what the fuck's going on with this contingency plan. So mm-hmm. he's not he's not self appointed. He's palps appointed, and uh, was supposed to be the whole time. But you can continue on, and I'll I'll step in because there's some other shit I no, got to say. That's good to know because yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Gallius Rax, the uh, emperor appointed uh, consular of the empire. He orchestrated the Battle of Jakku. At least that's what this reports. I don't yep. know if that's true. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really the uh, the last stand fight against the New Republic. This was like the Empire is. We're all here. We're over Jakku. We're gonna fight the New Republic. Um, and the contingency plan uh, planned for this to be the end of the Empire. And essentially, it was gonna destroy the planet of Jakku along with the Imperials as punishment for failing Palpatine. So, not really. (laughs) Yeah, because this didn't really make sense to me either. It's like, so I don't understand why part of the contingency plan, and mind you, this is from StarWars.com that I'm getting this. So, Star um, Wars doesn't know its own shit. So, I mean, it's a blog. It's people commissioned to write articles. So, it's going to talk about here this character called Ray Sloan. You hear her name uh, in Battlefront 2 when you are, um, you hear her voice rather. Um, and I think you see her in Battlefront 2 actually. Um, she there is, is at least one video. I don't know if it's Squadrons or Battlefront 2 that oh, you see her. Oh, I think it's Squadrons. You see her in Squadrons. Um, she is a Grand Admiral of the Imperial Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, I think she's the highest ranked admiral of the of the of the fucking military right so she's like she's basically the general of the military um but then there's also you've got your moffs which are regional leaders and then you've got your fucking grand moffs grand moffs and your fucking palpatine grand admirals yeah so she's grand admiral right so Mm -hmm. she's military um when when you're playing battlefront 2 as the death star explodes you you if you have your if you have your subtitles on um You'll see it says Sloan, and then yeah. like her, she's saying like all you know reporting like report back to me whatever whatever. <clears throat> then you see her in squadrons and you talk to her in squadrons. Um, she is essentially as the Death Star explodes, she has to take complete control of the military. But you've got this Gallius Rax dude that that race Sloan Sloan doesn't know who the fuck this like she knows who he is but she doesn't know mm-hmm. that the emperor appointed him this shit um we do as the reader or the audience because we get to see that side we get to hear his thoughts and hear his backstory but she doesn't um there's a uh Brendel Hux which is um Armitage's Hux Armitage uh that's his name right Armitage Hux yeah um you know redhead weasel Hux's dad um uh it turns out he's a bastard child of of that dude of of Armand, or of Brendel Hux's relationship. <clears throat> Makes um, sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so like they all get brought in by Gallius Rex, and yeah. and he's like, the emperor has appointed me to to be the one who leads the the fucking empire moving forward. Ray Sloan's like, uh, excuse me, bitch, but I'm the Grand Admiral. I'm in control of the military of the entire Navy. Like, this is, like, what we do is my call at this point. Like, I'm, I should be next in line, especially since Vader's dead. Like, Vader was the right-hand man. Vader's dead, too. You know, like, as far as they yeah. know. Um, so, 
he like basically all of these heads of the empire are half of them agree, half of them disagree with with this this concept of of Gallius Rex being yeah. the guy. And like and we he, see in aftermath, like one thing I do remember seeing is the kind of like dick measuring contest to see like who should really be in charge and they're all sitting there uh around in that temple like kind of discussing all their shit discussing um Um, yeah that's pretty much what it is it's a it's a pissing contest to like we don't have a leader and then it's a power vacuum and everyone's trying to take the spot but gallius rax is like no 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 which is like i don't remember exactly what his title was before the emperor fell it was something of like Something mundane, you know, some, sure. I, I want to say Admiral chief, Rack chief or finance yeah. officer or some shit like that, you know, um, <laughs> CFO. Yeah, he's basically the CFO, <laughs> but like secretly he's not. So anyway, um, his his whole thing is like what you find out at the end of the book. Spoiler alert is that there are basically all of these these fleets of star destroyers that were all across the galaxy that fled to hide inside Nebula, inside the the galaxy. Mm -hmm. So they weren't detectable, right? They're hiding out in these fucking galactic storms um, that are are taking place, that are all over, um, to hide their true numbers of what's left. And the point was, this whole battle of Jakku was, they wanted to, they brought, they brought, a shit ton of people from like all these different neb- these uh these uh fleets of fucking imperial ships and stuff to they they came to Jakku as like this is checkpoint A we're meeting up here and from here we're going to take off to wild space what happened was if you guys remember Snap Wexley he's uh the taller thicker white dude with the dark beard who in Rise of Skywalker says, uh, you know, gets talked to by Leia about having some optimism. He's like, this mm-hmm. is a great plan. It's going to work out perfectly. That guy, his mom, uh, Nora Wexley and his stepdad, um, I believe is Wedge and Tilly's, I believe is his stepdad. Um, I don't remember that but yeah yeah i'm pretty sure like like you find out i remember out. his droid was named bones or clanks or some shit like. yeah some i think it was bones yeah um but i'm pretty pretty sure wedge is nora's like boyfriend or new husband or whatever mm-hmm. um anyway like they maybe that's book two it's book three um oh. well thanks bro yeah, I'm spoiling it because we have to be canonically correct here. Um, <clears throat> basically, they find out that because because Nora's trying to chase down race like Snap's mom is trying to get race Sloan because race Sloan orchestrated an attack that basically she thought her husband was dead. But it turns out homeboy was like being kept on Kashyyyk being with a chip basically in his head to uh, basically take out the New Republic. Like to yeah. be sleeper cells, they were going to be caught and taken back, and something switched in their head, very similar to a, an inhibitor chip. Instead of killing all the Jedi, it was like assassinate everybody who's in, like works with the New Republic. Um, thankfully, Mon Mothma survives. Leia survives. Um, but like, so she's coming after Ray Sloan. They find out Ray Sloan is with the rest of the Imperial Remnant. Turns out on Jakku. So like, Snap, Nora, and Wedge. And Leia 
and Han all go on this like fucking renegade mission mm-hmm. to go fight the fucking Imperial Remnant on Jakku. When they show up, they're like, holy fucking shit, there are so many of these motherfuckers here. And they radio back to uh, basically Mon Mothma, who makes the executive decision and ends up sending a super shit ton of fucking uh, support of New Republic shit without, you know, you know, talking to the, uh, the, the Senate first. Um, and there's this giant battle on Jakku, right? Which is why yeah. when we see on Force Awakens, there's Star Destroyers and X-Wings crash landed in the, in the whatever. It's because in the atmosphere, they ha- and that, that was what, that was what uh, Palpatine was doing, was he was setting up... Um, Okay, so so sorry, sorry, sorry. Palpatine set up basically this thing that disrupts the um, core of Jakku. So okay. the whole point was to bring the New Republic people there, and then basically detonate the planet to take out the New Republic. It wasn't to right. to much. I could be wrong, but I fucking read this shit. I feel like I know what I'm talking about, but I, I could have misunderstood. But I don't think it was to punish the fucking em- empire. It was to try to take out the New Republic. Yeah, so it was supposed to be the last stand against the New Republic. Right, like, it was like, and it was it was literally our show of like power. This they, is what we got. They had built this giant reactor thing that attached to the core of the planet, and it dis- it was basically disrupted the core and turned it um, uh, unstable. But that's what Gallius Rax was going there to do. Ray was trying to Ray Sloan was trying to catch up to him because she was like, this guy is against everything the Empire stands for. I don't care what he says the Emperor told him. Like, this isn't this is not what the Empire is about. And then you've got Nora Wexley who's chasing Ray to try to to get some fucking revenge on her husband. So they're all there. Obviously the, the planet doesn't blow up, even though they tried to, uh, because it's still there when we see it in the sequels. Um, big old battle happens. The Imperial Remnant because obviously Ray, like we see Ray Sloan shoots, uh, what does it say? Shoots Gallius Rex, uh, and Gallius, like she wasn't, it says she wasn't privy to the plan, but she knew the plan. She didn't know all of it, but she knew a big part of it and she didn't agree with it. And once Gallius agree with operation Cinder, um, she had to have, right? I think she just went along with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because she was still pretty conniving. She's not a good guy by any means. Um, but uh, after Gallius Rex tells her like where to take the rest of the fleet, mm-hmm. she and the rest of the fucking uh, Imperial Remnant jump to hyperspace, to wild space, and that's where they find, where she finds out that there are like still double the fucking amount. Like there's just, like the Imperial Remnant isn't just a remnant. It's still a full-fledged army, navy, that's been hiding out in wild space this whole time. And so yeah. she brings the, rem- the remainder of that, and her and, like, Brendel Hux um, basically restart the Empire as the First Order. Um, and, like, Brendel Hux has, like, this program where he, like, um, raises kids to be um, groomed as... Um, officers and higher up ranking officials but was was the empire supposed to succeed in destroying jakku and like i I, like the way that this worded it is kind of confusing to me because it's like okay so like they went off and started the first order but ultimately does the emperor want that or would he want the remainder of that fleet destroyed so that ultimately when he returns with the sith fleet it was a small 
the portion of the fleet, the fleet that was at Jakku was a small portion of what was left. Mm-hmm. So like it wouldn't have wiped out. No, because the whole plant, because the rest of them are waiting in wild space for the for the final go ahead. And so when Ray Sloan gets out there with what what survived on Jakku and finds out that the rest of her entire military is essentially hiding out in wild space, um, she tells them that Gallius Rax has appointed her to be the lead, the head of this empire and regaining. And she says, I believe like the quote is something to the effect of um, reestablishing our foothold as the power in the in the galaxy will be our first order. And that's like the end of the book, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah. so that's why they're called the first order because their first order of business is to reestablish their foothold. And I think that's why like the final order, like as much as as a bullshit name of it for it, um, that's the whole concept. It was like, we're going to, we're going to regroup out here in wild space and then we're going to reintroduce ourselves. Um, and yeah, I think the point was to destroy the planet, eliminate the new Republic, sacrifice some of the empire. But at the end of the day, you take out enough new Republic that you still have a shit ton of people hanging out in the wings and then you can oh, easily yeah. just come through. But because it didn't work that way, they couldn't just immediately come back through. Um, yeah. So that's like my thing is like, eh, like this, this rundown is like, did you read the book? Like, you know, did you did you read what your own company says is the actual story? But meanwhile, while all this shit's going on, before the emperor actually died, he uh, he spent a lot of time over on Exegol. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's we all know what Exegol is: Sith planet, lightning, scary, hard to get to. Uh, but when he was there, he and his cultists so. This didn't outline it, and I don't know a lot about this. And I feel like I've asked this before, and I don't remember what we discovered. But, like, are his cultists that are there, it's called the Sith Eternal, are they native to Exegol? Like, have they just always been there? I, I, I don't, don't expect you to know. but I, I don't know. I, I, um, but anyways, that's where he and his cultists experimented with cloning as well as built the Final Order fleet. Uh and when he was killed on Death Star 2, his consciousness transferred to a clone body of his own on Exegol. This was meant to be the finale to his contingency. But the problem was his body was too weak to contain him. And it led to him and his clone people uh, creating more clones and strand casts of himself to try and create a suitable vessel for his consciousness. Um, which ultimately resulted in Ray. Hold on, though. He was on Exegol experimenting with cloning before this. So, so was, he, Ray's, was Ray's parents created after the fall of Death Star 2? Um, no way. No. Like, they couldn't be. There's so, no so, okay. So, StarWars.com. I am I disappointed. Just thinking about math here. <laughs> Move, okay, so movies. Stop. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck you. Just, Every, okay. You have an entire... Um, I, her, when, like, she was born 10 years ABY. Or, yeah, roughly. So she's about 20-ish. Okay. Um, I feel like she was born 10 years ABY. Um, when we see her in Rise of Skywalker, as far as in the flashback with her parents, her parents mm-hmm. look like they... okay. 
they look about in their thirties. Realistically speaking, they could just look old and they like, you know, whatever they could just be like 25 or 26. Right. Uh, Greece, they're all 30, but they play seniors in high school. So whatever it's actors and their ages and the way they look, they don't necessarily always line up. So, um, it's possible if we want to play devil's advocate here, we could say that, that her parents in that scene are mid twenties. It's like mm-hmm. 25, 26, whatever, as much as they're not obviously, which means 20 years before that they gave birth to, or not 20 years before that, but 20 years before that, um, would be what? So that's basically they were basically it makes it so her dad was born pre new hope. So yeah, fucking shit. That'd be 15 years. ABY 25, whatever. That's basically solo timeline is when he's born. So that means, so anyways, <laughs> no, no, let me, yeah. <laughs> What this means is that there's no way that he was. That's what I was saying. Is her like parents the, weren't created after his death. It had to have been before the events of the OG. Right. But, but like, obviously, because Bad Batch is not even a year after Order 66. And we know that the Imperial. I can't even say that shit. So, spoiler alert. Like, we know some shit about some shit. When it comes to cloning shit. So you can go listen to our BBR review later. <laughs> yeah, we, know we know some go shit. We know some shit. Go watch. Go watch. Bad go Bad. watch some shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we, yeah. So anyways, you know yeah, what I'm getting uh, at? He created strand casts and copies of his <clears throat> DNA, um, which ultimately led to Ray's parents. Ray's um, dad. It doesn't lead to her parents. Ray's dad. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then her mother and father did everything they could to hide her from her sinister grandfather. Um, I like, I, let me, let me talk some positive. I like how this accuracy or not outlines the contingency plan. I mm-hmm. do find it intriguing that like, this is something that empire always had like, and I understand none of this shit was real, but it's mm-hmm. fun to go back and watch like the OT, for example. And, Think about everything other than the 20 minutes we might see the Emperor on screen. Mm-hmm. And that's probably being generous. Mm-hmm. Think about everything he was doing in all of the years before that and mm-hmm. after that. Like, I don't know. What an interesting character. It'd be it's... cool to get like a super dark, gritty Emperor on Exegol in this fucking workshop type shit. Like, I just. It's, it's it's it is interesting. I can't deny that, but it just it it muddies the waters so much that it's hard to get behind it. Is all like just this whole storyline. Like it's the story we're given, though. I know. know no, I, mean? I know. Like, I know. This like it's, it's like happened. I almost I I almost would rather like we don't dive into it more and just let our fucking fan theories run wild and never get to know, um, because the more you make it the more you talk about it and the more you like conf- like flesh it out, flesh it out <clears throat> the higher risk you run of fucking undermining or overlooking or overshadowing other aspects of the story. Um, or in some cases it fucking ties your hands, you know, 
to I like, I like how do. Disney was like, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. And we're here like, we're going to fill in every fucking yep. minute. Don't you worry. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I don't know. I, I do like it though. I find it interesting. Like the emperor is, is interesting in the fact that we don't know a lot of this shit. You're right. Where it's just like, that's kind of the appeal is that he's a cloaked mysterious man. Like we know how Palpatine came up and got in power. But other than that, like, his actual like Sith affiliancy, if that's a word, mm-hmm. like his the way he interacted with, you know, ancient Sith knowledge and his relationship affiliation. with Plagueis, Affili- affiliation, not affiliancy. That's a good word though. I, it's a fake. I, word. I, I, it sounded good. It's a good bro. word. It's not a yeah. real word, but it's a good word. I, I like might it. use that moving affiliancy. forward. Affiliancy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I, I do find that, which I hope we get some of that, like a taste of that, not palpatine specifically but a taste of like that sith lore mm-hmm. uh in acolyte like i hope we, we get some of that um which i'm I'm sure we will yeah it's literally a it's acolyte is in training and it's based off the sith so right uh which because we had a uh, the sith temple if you were on a dark side run in kotor so you'd go to the sith temple mm-hmm. and um, kind of do the academy shit there and it's fun i enjoy that shit I really liked that. I liked that outline. Yeah. Um, I. It's a good outline if it was more accurate. Um, <laughs> that kind of leads us to like this, this fan theory on Snoke being confirmed, but it's like not a fan theory. Like it's a fan theory it's... in the sense of like, they didn't, they've never explained it to us, but like, so basically the fan theory is that after seeing the pickle jar of Snoke's, that Snoke is a, is a uh, a cloning basically a clone of Palpatine that's like went wrong or something. Yeah. Um and the theory is that like it's just Palpatine controlling the body, using his essence to control the body of this thing. Yeah. Because and this article was written after like it references the article that we just read from Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like basically it's confirming that Palpatine used Snoke's body, and Snoke is a clone. Is an evil copy of Palpatine. I think was the quote that they used in the in the article, uh, and that's how he was able to, um, you know, be Snoke without being Palpatine. But the reason why I don't like that is because because they say like his his actual clone body was not strong enough to hold his power so they had made different versions of him and the snokes were the different versions of him um but it's like they didn't have other snoke bodies ready like they were just floating in that pickle jar yeah so it's like if the, if they had snoke could have got cut down and then so it's possible putting another snoke body it's and possible just been back the next day like what that the fuck? this uh which would have been oh my god so like if Palpatine has that body we see him in in Rise of Skywalker and like he's got all the, the, the test tubes injected into him and shit, it's possible that that's like the most pure strand cast that they have of his DNA remaining and that's what they're using to create these Snokes. Um, Which this is straight up saying Snoke is a clone of Palpatine. That's exactly, yeah, that's what it's saying. And so I'm saying that like i can kind of get behind that and the idea would be like as soon as 
As soon as Kylo chops Snoke in half, the Emperor's essence gets like sucked out of the body and goes back to the waiting clone body sitting there, the deteriorating back to the, one. The gulag. Back to the gulag. And uh But my thing is like, well, why wouldn't he have more versions ready? You know, what like instead of having three or four of them floating in a jar, how come you don't have other ones that are just like cryogenically frozen waiting yeah. to be you know, just Yeah. So it's like one dies, essence goes to the main like the the last remaining uh, pure source that's not strong enough to hold the power and it chills out there until fucking Snoke number two thaws out and then sh- jumps into that one and then he shows no. back up again. He could, he, could sh- he could jump into him while they're frozen. They're literally yeah. like frozen like, carbon it, copies of himself. Like it's not that I feel like that that would be the direction they would have gone had they thought ahead. Like if this was the plan all along but since obviously it wasn't they're backtracking but it's like it's not a bad theory but it's a bad theory. Like, I don't like it. Not Okay, no, it's not even a theory anymore. It's confirmed. Um, it's not a bad storyline. Um, it's just a sloppy one right now. Um, but, hey, I mean, I think, I think it would have been awesome if it was like Kylo Ren chops Snoke in half and he's dead, right? He's the yeah. new supreme leader. And then at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker instead of searching for like a wayfinder because of whatever reason, why the fuck would Kylo even know that the wayfinders exist? That's a thought I have never had. No, we, we were told this, uh, I think in the Kylo Ren comics that he found out, I don't, I don't remember what it was. Uh, I think the emperor might've like prodded him as like Vader or something like. Mm. That's okay. I, 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 I accept that. That's fine. I just didn't, I don't, I might have to start. I might have to read the beginning of that fucking novel again. Um, the uh, novelization of rise of Skywalker. Cause like, we all know Ray like realized she had read about them in Luke's writings in Luke's books, the Jedi books. Um, but she didn't know that that was like a thing. She's just like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I've read about these. And, and but how does Kylo know? But anyway, um, if like Rise of Skywalker starts out and Kylo Ren is like on his fucking ship and there's like a shuttle that's like approaching and it docks and off the ship walks Snoke fully intact. Another, you know, another, it's like a red and gold uh, robe this time, you know, and laughing, you know, my boy. Yeah, you yeah. passed your training or whatever. And then Kylo's like, what the fuck? You know? And like, then it could be like explained later that no, there's, you, you can't kill me. Like his immortality is his ability to jump from body to body and having all of these Snokes ready. Like, ah, oh, ah, oh, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It could have been so cool. I love that. Um, I actually, I like that a lot more now. I think I would have liked Snoke better if he was his own character, but uh, that's not a, that's not bad. That's not bad if they would have played it out the way I just described it. They should hire me. What's up, Disney? <laughs> Holla at your boy. Um, Kylo knew about the Wayfinder because after killing Snoke and going through his shit, he found texts like lore regarding Darth Vader's way, uh, Wayfinder on Mustafar. Mm, and that's right. If you remember, they made a point uh, to say that... Um, 
Snoke's ring was made of obsidian taken from Vader's castle. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's in the uh, that is in the visual dictionary, uh, visual guide dictionary of uh, the Last Jedi. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty canonical, actually, if you think about it. It's pretty it's good. Not- Pretty, Not too pretty, bad. Pretty continuitous. All right, man. You want to finish off on the nine best animated Star Wars characters ranked? Yeah. According to Collider. Oh, Collider. What's up, Collider? They're they're what's pretty up? solid. Hey, what's up, Collider? Uh, they're a pretty solid uh, source. Mm-hmm. This was published two days ago, and let's just run through it. Yeah. Uh, number nine, we got Agent Callus. Yes, sir. Uh, Rebels. We, we've said it before. Callus is Hux done right, or in reality, Hux is Callus done wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it was interesting, man. You go back. I, I rewatched uh, the first season of Rebels last week, and it's basically the same thing. It's like watching. Oh, I can't even make this reference. Mm. Rampart. That's all you need to know. It's okay. like watching, like you know, this genuine bad guy all of a sudden. Oh, okay, they're actually all right right they're, they're okay um number eight we got cad bane son. Yep. somebody i uh, don't give a fuck about but also give a fuck about we we love cad bane around here don't mm-hmm. don't put that energy out no there. <laughs> referencing the fact that i literally said i couldn't care less about cad bane and one week later was like cad bane's back baby that's you right know? uh number seven we got sabine Wren. mm-hmm Interesting character. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see if we get Sabine and Ahsoka coming up. Uh, number six, we got Captain Rex. Mm, pretty low on we the love list. Rex. You think you think he deserves higher? I think he could. Yeah. Uh, number five, we got Asajj Ventress. Mm-hmm. Again, interesting character. Number four, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Fuck yeah. yeah. I think Thrawn, I think Rex would be higher up than Thrawn. Not that Thrawn isn't beloved, but I think he yeah. was more loved from his novel than he was uh, his original novel than he was yeah. uh, about Rebels. And his new novels, man. Yeah, no, um, for people, sure. People love the the new Timothy Zahn novels. Uh, number three, Ahsoka Tano. Honestly, she's my number one, yeah. if not if not Kanan, which I bet are the next couple ones. Mm-hmm. Ezra and Ezra Kanan. number two and Kanan number one. I think, yeah. I think those top three, I think they're interchangeable for the most part. Yeah. But I think Ahsoka is my number one favorite uh, animated character. And Kanan's pretty close second. Yeah. Kanan's awesome. One of my favorite Jedi's up there with Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean. You know what I noticed too, dude, is like Kanan is very much a Qui-Gon Jedi. Yeah. Very much a Luke Skywalker style Jedi of like more more trusting in the force than trusting in the ways of the Jedi, you know, um, which is dope. I, I like which that. Which is crazy considering how young he was during Order 66. He he basically did that with himself. Yeah, know? well, and I think, that's, I think that's the natural course of things, man. I think when you don't have, for lack of a better term, an oppressive organization like the Jedi um, that are telling you how to be when you're, when you are left to your own, like Luke... Uh, had to basically teach himself to be a Jedi. He found texts and went around to the different old temples and shit all, whatever. But mm-hmm. he ultimately had himself to train himself. Kanan, same way. And when and when you let that happen, when you allow the Force to be your guide and you understand not to fall towards the dark shit, but you understand 
just the natural ways of the force and you trust in it, I think you end up being a Jedi, a more powerful Jedi than those who follow the strict guidelines of um, uh, the Jedi way. But of course, midichlorians matter. So, well, and also like these people, Luke and Kanan, they're also um, not necessarily Qui-Gon, but like the, the similarity between Luke and Kanan is that like, they believe that they are some of the last of the Jedi. Yeah. That mm-hmm. if they don't provide the the force and the light side of the force with the respect and train people to use it and respect it how it should be, mm-hmm. um, that it, it's not going to carry on. And like the it, the breath's going to die with them. The the spark's going to die with them. Yeah. So like, you know, kind of like how Rise of Sky Skywalker, like we are the spark that's going to ignite the rebellion to defeat whatever or rogue one not they say the same thing yeah and rise of skywalker we are the spark or or last jedi we are the spark um they're kind of the sparks for the jedi order it's Mm -hmm. kind of up to them to be like you know force sensitive cool come with me let's learn how to do this shit right Mm -hmm. um but it's beautiful uh i kind of want to run through a recap of what we talked about on today's episode um we announced that this is going to be season two of Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Super excited for that. Uh, we're going to be avoiding for now the Galactic Star Cruiser. But if you're balling out like that, man, have a good time. Send us a DM. Let us Tell know. us how it is. Let us know. Um, Star Wars Redemption, new fan-made game. It's going to be fun as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about some of the best animated Star Wars characters ranked. We got into Palpatine's contingency plan, which I really like. You know, anything that kind of just helps take everything that's canon and organize it into a digestible product, I appreciate. Mm -hmm. We talked about Snoke. We talked about Chewbacca. And after we play our outro music, stay tuned because you're going to hear some new intro music and you're going to listen to us review episode, or yeah, episode 15 of The Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. The season finale part one basically right up after this uh so yeah lots of good stuff still coming after the credits obviously stay tuned next week because next week we're going to be reviewing the finale of bad batch Mm. it's It's gonna gonna be it's gonna be so good um as well as some find some other fun stuff for us to go through but uh if you're not already doing so why don't you head over to instagram we're on instagram at their only legends uh got lots of fun stuff planned over there so just stay tuned over there i'm not even gonna say it all just stay tuned to the instagram it's gonna it's gonna be cool uh if you are listening on a platform that allows you to rate and review give us that sweet sweet five stars or 10 out of 10 or whatever you need to do write a little review and also tell a friend man let's all kick it together let's uh enjoy this franchise that we love so much and get our a little community growing and growing and growing um I think that's it, dude. What you got? That's everything, my guy. Um, that's, it. that's 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 it right there. Uh, good episode. Um, yeah. I yeah. I <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking about other shit. Um, we will be coming back with um, another bracket here soon. Yep. Um, we're gonna figure out which one it is. Uh, we're gonna put some time and thought into it, and. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about uh, we, we've been Spencer and I have been talking about uh, some other uh, show stuff, like more content we can bring you guys and different different stuff. So, uh, you know, we're getting excited about that, and we're gonna we're gonna start uh, we're gonna be bringing you guys some new shit in the future. So, 
Yes, sir. Uh, stick with us. Like Spencer said, tell your friends, tell your family, anybody you think might like listening to two. Hide your kids. Hide, hide your, your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife because we talking about <laughs> Star Wars, baby. Yes, sir. All right, everybody. Uh, like always, be safe out there. Take care. We love you. May the force be with you. Peace. This week, talking about episode 15, Return to Camino. My name is Tyler, and with me, as always, is Spencer Kapraski. How you doing this morning, Spencer? Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know about that voice. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to know about it. You just got to be you, about it. You didn't run this by me. I was. Um, I never run anything <laughs> by you. I just do. No, I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm doing good, bro. I, like, I'm cool. This yeah. Bad Batch fucking episode was lit. Oh, hell yeah, it was. Um, and I know if y'all are still listening to the podcast, you're just like, dude, you just spent two hours talking to him. Why are you asking him how he's doing? Well, because, you know, this may or may not be the first thing record we recorded today. But anyway, uh, Bad Batch Season 1, Episode 15, Returning to Camino, was a banger of an episode. Uh, dude, so good. Um, I'm right off the bat, right off the give bat. me some of your favorite things of the episode. My favorite, so thing, like- about the ep- favorite things about the episode... Um, Just straight up, like I, I have, I am such a fucking, I'm a simp for um, <laughs> your reaction when I said simp. You're like, I didn't expect that <laughs> word to come out. Bam, okay. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, the moments in storytelling when, like, the enemy and the hero, or the fallen brother, or whatever, when they have no choice but to work together to survive yeah. something and you get that moment of like because that's something is like we got a couple episodes of the batch during clone war season seven right and we didn't really get we haven't really gotten to see them all working together as a fluid kind of like what we thought we were going to see Dude, right it was like it was like the avengers assemble moment right? it was it was where it was the it was spinning that, pan around them mine is taking the out all the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was um, it was a really dope moment when Crosshair and the rest of the guys had to work together to, to, to kill all the droids, which for a second, I forgot those were the droids that they fought in the beginning of the series. And mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, is this like the first rendition of the Dark Troopers, you know, or whatever? Yeah. That's what, because they look almost identical to them. Yeah. They all, and, I, I didn't go back to look at the old ones, but these ones almost did look like empirical, right? Like, yeah. Their their helmet style was stormtrooper esque. Yeah, um, it definitely, it definitely had that kind of. It was very reminiscent of that. But then I remember, like when I first saw them on the screen, I was like, "Oh shit!" Sh- they like they. This is like phase one of the of the dark troopers. Like, what's going on? Because they look like the ones we see in Mando. And then when they started popping out, I'm like, "Oh, these are like, these are just the training droids that kind of resemble." Uh, super battle droids you know it'd be a cool ass story huh <laughs> fucking moff gideon right mm-hmm. he's realizing oh shit well the the whoever 
is putting these cloning things on our ships, right? They got little Snokes and shit on their shit. <laughs> and he, he knows a little bit about cloning. He knows about Groku. He knows about all this shit. Maybe he wanted to do some, like, investigative work and take a trip to look at the remnants of Kamino and found one of these fucking training droids, right? This and, will make an excellent... Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, he just had this thought of, like, 20 of them lined up and was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, took this oh, fucked up yes, droid and, like, recreated it. My dumb ass was all doing fucking Tarkin. Yeah, Mo- <laughs> well, Moff well, Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, but, what I, uh, that's what I heard in my head. What I heard. Yeah, Moff <laughs> Gideon was like, yeah, this is what's up. You know what this I'm is, saying? Because yeah. he wants to know more, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, he, he considers himself high rank and shit. So maybe, like, he can visit Kamino and, like, take a fucking submarine down or something if it's, mm-hmm. you know, not accessible or something. And they see, he sees one of these battle droids. Mm-hmm. And so instead of finding the cloning technology, my voice just cracked. You hear that? Yeah. Instead of finding the cloning technology that he went there to investigate, he finds this fucking template of this badass fucking battle droid, mm-hmm. like Empire battle droid. And he takes that shit and like paints it black. And then he's like, make this the most indestructible thing you've ever yep. seen. And they're like, sir. He's like, do it. Wait, that's my yeah. boss's line. Anyway, um,. Yeah, man. So I think those that if I there's a lot of cool shit that happened during the episode, but specifically that that moment when Crosshair and Hunter have to basically like stop their little standoff to fight all the droids mm-hmm. is dope, and just seeing them pick them all off Ray and, it's and like, Kylo, dude. It was a better version of the Ray and Kylo's back to back moment. It really was. Yeah. Um, and don't and I'm not saying that to like piss off sequel. Hey guys, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. I love that scene for all of its bullshit choreography and awesome like not didn't see this coming story moment. You know, I love sure. that scene. Um, but this is a better moment than that to me. Um, and then at the end when we find out that Crosshair had his uh, um, chip removed a long time ago, and that it has been truly him. Mm-hmm. Um, seeking which what the fuck well and so okay so uh but like when you watch the first couple episodes he so clearly has something like trip yeah he he definitely i think so <clears throat> when he had his and this is a good tell that uh um that this season spans a large portion of time is i think when he got when he got hurt during the uh, the thingamajig, right? The fucking uh, uh, thruster incident when they were sure. on the what was that planet called? The scrap planet. I can't remember what. It's oh, called. Uh, I don't stop. What? I don't, I don't remember. You've played the game seven times and you can't remember the name of the planet that they're on. I've only played through the beginning three times, so I don't remember. Shut up, man. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I was just curious. This is not what it's called. <clears throat> what does it say? It, is it called Lotho Minor? No. That's not what this is called. Nope. All right, stop. Just yeah. Anyways. We're gonna we're gonna halt the <laughs> podcast because we need to know this. Um. But uh. Borgano? No, that's not Borgano. Hmm. No, 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 no. Stop. They mm. stop. I don't know Bad anymore. Star Wars fans. Bad Star Wars fans. 
I'm just gonna have to go back into our reviews, I guess. Oh, those are all audio files. Dude, this is horrible. This is I the... want you to cut this, bro. I no. don't ask you to cut anything. You no, cut. no, we leave this shit. For We're doing our a fans. live Google. We're like, no, fuck y'all. No. You're gonna listen to no. dead space. No, I'm gonna keep talking. I'm gonna talk now. I'm not googling shit. You're googling shit. Um, anyway, as I think it starts with a D, or there's a D in it somewhere. Anyway, so I think from that moment when they have that, when that accident, when he has to jump in behind the deal, the take cover from the the thruster. Braca, Braca, yes. Jesus, there's no. I am so sorry, you guys. Like Why? I, we're. It is still early in the morning, and I'm waking up, and I'm like, "You weren't gonna remember Braca, dude." If it I was am 2 PM. so embarrassed. Bro. I'm good at some that kind of recall and mm. shit, dude. Mm. Who's got the recall? Let me tell you about Moribond. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you just you like I'm gonna flip through some shit in my brain that he has no idea about, and I'm gonna drop it on him. Moribond <laughs> of the roll of death. Yeah. <laughs> Like a fucking, you just spun a big ass wheel. Tick 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 tick. tick. Let's pick one, motherfucker. Goddamn. Um, <clears throat> so I think when he when he had the accident and he got crushed and they had to wrap him up in all that tape and shit and they put him in Bacta and all that shit. I I think he had his chip removed then because you see the scar on the side of his head. So because like the side of his head got damaged and it you know, you okay, know, confirmed he's Snoke and yeah. and uh, I think that's when he had his chip removed. Now. An interesting thing that we brought up, I feel like we brought up a little while back, was um, the way trauma affects, like head trauma affects the the, the clones in any in specific ways of like either it either deactivates the chip or it enhances the chip, you know. Um, and it was interesting is uh, fucking uh, what's his nut Star Wars theory had a uh, a video, I think a video. Um, or maybe he was just talking about it in one of his things about how he thinks that might be it. That's like his theory was like, no pun intended, um, <laughs> was that, which I can't even say no pun intended. It's literally like the point of his name because anyway, yeah. uh, is that they, these clones that we're seeing who are, you know, fucking disobeying or whatever, have all endured some kind of because he was in, in reference to Gregor, and we saw Gregor get blown up in Clone Wars, right? And it's like, you know, fucking. I think that's what they like. He was basically saying the same shit we're all thinking, right? Is that like we saw fucking Wrecker hit his head, and when he hit his head, it kind of sparked some shit. Like it started making the chip work in his head, even though it wasn't working before. And mm-hmm. Gregor got blown up, and then his chip isn't, you know, working the way it's supposed to. Um, same thing with crosshair, right? So it's like, and, and we don't know about fucking what's his name, uh, the dude that was on uh, Ryloth. I, I can never remember his name, but that that clone. How we have no mm-hmm. idea why the fuck he's disobeying the Empire, but maybe he well, doesn't have you know. Uh, you're talking about the dude. Who, fuck, what's his name? I don't remember. I'm I'm not having a good morning no. with this. Hey, we're talking about we're talking about a character. He's married to Twilight. They have the kids. Well, they get off world. Uh, that dude? No, that's that's cut. I'm talking about the cut. guy on Ryloth. Like in the Bad Batch when we meet Lil Hera. That clone <sighs> that saves her. Oh. Yeah. So he's like yeah. good friends with her dad. Whatever his name is. Which you don't have to remember his name. Because we've seen that episode twice at most, right? <laughs> or maybe you watched it four times. I don't know. But anyway. I yeah, I think... Uh, 
anyway, we're not even talking about. We're just talking about our favorite parts. What's your favorite parts? Um, I liked Tarkin. You may fire when ready. Yeah, very reminiscent that kind of Rogue One. Me, that was just and, straight uh, up like what's its name? Um, New Hope. <clears throat> I did. I did the you may fire when ready. The Italian French kiss or whatever. <laughs> the fucking, Italian French kiss. Whatever. The, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, Italian French kiss. Which it just—it was so good. It was so clean. It yeah. sounded Tarkin. It was. It was awesome. Ready. Yeah. And so then they prep all the lasers and they're like open fire and just that pure like that Rogue One feeling of destruction. Dude. It's just like it is the Empire's might doing its thing and like dude. Just luckily fucking... they evacuated the facility, but it's still kind of heartbreaking. Like they did kill a bunch of people in the process. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but. It was still heartbreaking that, like, this is the cloning facility of Kamino, right? Well, I don't think we ever knew going forward that it's been destroyed. No. But we know that the First Order didn't really know what it was. Right. They're like, this is this technology only this, this. No, they don't know about Kamino, apparently. That shit was probably kept off the books. What's Kamino? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Because Kamino Because they, also... they were reclusive. They, yeah. you know, it was an ocean planet. And they were just this weird beings- but I think people probably would have questioned, though, where the clones came from for the Republic, right? Right. I don't know if that ever gets talked about. They're, like, it's, they're from clone facilities on Camino because that could probably raise problems. Um, well, it also doesn't um, – uh, Obi-Wan couldn't even – it wasn't even on, like, any maps, right? When Obi-Wan was looking for – the location when he flew in there and attack of the clones yeah um i know it was definitely i i, I remember it being obscure but i don't remember i exactly thought i thought he was like in the library there. and uh jocasta knew was trying to help him find some shit and he was like i think you're right it's not showing up on any records you know or whatever um mm-hmm. because i think the tracking did he put a tracker on the slave one and was trying to figure out where the fuck it ended up going i can't remember if he actually did or not but he was no. He took the dart from uh, when the assassin, right, or when when Jango Fett shot his little assassin that sent the snakes. Zam, uh, isn't that Zam Wessel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and then who's got the recall today, boy? That was good, bro. That was good. I'm <laughs> proud of you. Um, and then he takes his dart to his homeboy at the diner, mm-hmm. who looks at it and is like, "Oh, that's weird. This is from Camino." And. That's where Obi-Wan flies off to Kamino. Yeah. So I don't think Kamino is very well known on – but in any, in any case, it's, it's good to know. Or it's like – that's what I was thinking too when when we were seeing it get destroyed. I was thinking, cool. Like we know now the fate of Kamino and the Keminoans. Oh, Keminoans. Oh, God. I said it correctly <laughs> the first time. Shit. God damn it. Shut the whole podcast down. Um how are we gonna make merch, bro? I know. I don't even know how, <laughs> in in the knowings. I don't even know how we'd spell that. They're not even gonna want the shirt, bro. No, I already fucking <laughs> said it right one time. Anyway, um, yeah. So let's just do a quick run through of what happened, and then uh, talk about it as we go. I suppose. Uh, well, it starts off. Crosshair um, was taking Hunter to Camino, and he was very confident. He's like, they're gonna come after him. Mm-hmm. He shows up there. He looks a uh, rampart in the face. He's, he's like, "Where's the rest of them?" They're like, "They'll be here," <laughs> you yeah. know, like, like without a doubt in up. his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while that's going on, and it shows him delivering a uh, hunter, Force ninety nine. They're repairing their ship, and 
like i think they're confident they're like we're going to rescue hunter oh yeah like they don't put up any argument one thing i really did like to like i want to note is omega right omega Mm -hmm. stepped the fuck up this episode oh she did she she wanted to do a rescue mission and but this is someone like this is someone she cares about and they're like we're going this is how we're gonna do it you're gonna go to these coordinates on camino you're gonna get down you're gonna get lower you're gonna get lower oh by the way it's a hidden platform sure as shit this tiny platform like she got it so perfect in the middle of the fucking ocean Mm -hmm. rises up they get on it they go down this little pod and they end up in the laboratory yeah dude Um, so but her ability to just retain all of this, right? To just That's what know she was this. made for. And, and it's I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit, but while we're talking about Omega in this episode, the fact that they got to the lab and they're basically like, Fucking what's so special about this place? It's just another lab. And she's like, This is where you guys were made. Mm-hmm. I was here when it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, so she's older than them and she watched them get made. Yeah. And like Yeah. That's crazy because it almost looks like it's not a brother sister relationship as much as it is like like she was there like she's like a fucking aunt you know she's like like the she's no she's like the the older sister basically she watched them get created yeah and um which is like they happen to have the you know added aging effects and then they were out there getting more experience and training but like and the fact that she was even down there like it kind of touches on her relationship with nalase as well right Mm -hmm. so like they spent a lot of fucking time together. So Nalase was basically like her mother. Yeah. And you could tell by when she was like, when she mentioned that it, it goes to Nalase's, you know, yeah, private laboratory, you could see it and hear it in her voice, you know, that she, you know, misses her. Um, yeah. One of the things they, that oh, I was going to say real quick is just um, like the, it's kind of funny is that we kept, we kept saying all season long, another rescue mission, another rescue mission. <laughs> and this one is was exactly that. But I was like looking at it and it's like, I don't know if it's the right way to do it, but I can see how they were like prepping us and like prepping the batch, like and mostly even Omega of like every fucking episode was another rescue mission. So that way omega could know how to properly work in a rescue mission Mm -hmm. because at the end of the season they're gonna have to rescue hunter and it's gonna be the most important rescue mission of the series of the season you know and it's like okay i get it like i see why now every single every episode or every other episode was another rescue mission um yeah is so Omega could not even just Omega but the whole fucking team well the whole team (laughs) but i feel like the team like one thing that we've always that's like as soon as as soon as it's time to get into action, the it's like the it, it's a it's riding a bike for them. It's yeah. so it's so fluid and flaw. Like they 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 reference they reference other missions so that they know exactly how the fuck to act. You know, they there's no hesitation when someone has an idea or gives an order. They just do it, and it yeah. works out. And usually, and even when they get caught, they're never concerned when they get caught. You know, they're like mm-hmm. we'll we'll find a way out of this. Like oh um, shit. But Omega growing and maturing in the way of, like, this time she was less more like, we have to go find him, and more of just, like, 
we're going to find him. And she's like pacing back and forth next yep. to Tech as Tech or Echo was working on the ship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like she's she's amped. She's ready to go. She's like, we it was happening. To. They're yeah. they're not going to fucking let Hunter go. And this is one thing I want to touch on, too, that I just thought about, like, um, this time there was nobody left at the ship. Right. So right. one thing that separates this from all of the other rescue missions is every time it's Hunter, Omega, stay at the fucking ship. Mm-hmm. Omega and Hunter, Omega and Tech, like they, you two stay at the ship. They tried to as well. They're like, you need to stay back and wait for our signal and then get back to the ship, yeah. you know? And obviously we saw, because could be pretty well, much. Because they're, they're going up to a point blank fucking firefight and they know that. Right. So like Crosshair has Hunter's, um hunter's uh comm device active so yep. that way the badge could track him he wanted them all there right um they show up they get to the lab there's that whole thing where she talks about you guys were made here um this is this is where your this is where your your skills were enhanced basically um is what she was saying your 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 alterations were made um, mm-hmm. Same with oh, mine. And, and AZ was in the lab. And AZ, which I had no idea yep. who the fuck they were. So this is my first oh. time meeting AZ. No, um, we, we met them earlier in the season, like in the first like episode. Oh, I, that's so far ago. Like it's so long ago. I don't remember <laughs> AZ. Um, but, you know, it was nice to see her, see Omega basically find an old friend there, you know, mm-hmm. because as we already saw an episode or two ago, um, the Imperials took all the Kaminoans uh, and, you know, moved them off. And, of course, yep. they were, like, decommissioning the place because they... And they reassigned clone troopers. And I don't know what, like, they that's what they said is they reassigned clone troopers. But were they reassigned, like, just taken as they are and put into an Imperial Academy? Or... I don't I know. Wonder, like, I wonder how we that would that. work. Yeah, we don't know yet. Um as to what they were doing you know they could have been reassigned to decommission as well you know like yeah and i thought uh before he met his end when they were talking about like we need to start you know getting essential people off world Mm because this isn't working out the empire and we're probably not going to be around Mm -hmm. i thought he made a comment about like other people were contracting clones so it, it sounded like for a second they started supplying clones to other people, um, mm. but they yeah, maybe or maybe that they because the empire was like we don't like they I'm sure they had, you know, a few at we saw we saw youngling clones you know they saw yeah. we saw young clones, um, so we know that there's at least a couple generations still, and who knows how many you know are still in the pods right. Yeah. So I'm sure that they had the like when they initially were creating everything, they were like, "Okay, we're going to be creating this army and supplying this army with more soldiers for years to come," which is why when I think Rampart came to uh, Lama Sue, he was like, "You know, this is in breach of the contract," you know, and it's like, "Yeah, but your services are no longer needed." It's like he was under the impression that they were going to be giving them clones for a long time. And so they probably have a shit ton of clones. And that's probably why he was like, well, we're not, you know, we're, this is clear to me that (laughs) they're going to start bringing in their own conscripted troops. So let's start, you know, making some money off of what we got, you know, if, you know, under the table, loaning them out to, to, you know, 
hut lords and or whatever else you know which would be really cool to explore yeah. is to like like with that one it would be really cool to see like that one line talking about getting sending clones off other places if if it'd be really cool to start seeing clones in other forms like like closer to a new hope and stuff like that of seeing you know oh shit that's a fucking that's a clone trooper right there uh yeah. it must be one of the ones that like you know wasn't around you know instead of it just being rex wolf and fucking gregor as mm-hmm. the last remaining clones um but in any case uh you know I, there I, like, was a, i don't know if the empire would have been loose enough to like keep those loose ends right only if the <coughs> empire knows about them you know like i guess that's true yeah uh the we we already know the empire was pretty loose about like outer rim shit you know mm-hmm. they they had a presence there were stormtroopers walking around Mos Eisley but like they weren't busting down the door to Jabba's palace even though they're they're very well aware of you know bounty hunting and all that shit um for fuck's sake vader you know employed eight or nine fucking bounty hunters like it's yeah. it's clear that the the empire doesn't really give a fuck about certain shit um and at the same time they might they 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 might not you know i think han solo said it in uh uh in solo when he's like they're not gonna well he was wrong but they're not gonna send they're not gonna dispatch a tie fighter for a measly freighter you know um (laughs) they're not gonna send off oh no uh what's his name um woody harrelson's character said the empire doesn't the empire doesn't send a manhunt for a single deserter yeah the way the crimson dawn does um so like yeah they're not gonna like go after a few clones uh that left camino but so one thing to remember is that lamasu not nope namase not namase fuck me uh nalase uh was walking with a group of those kids you know mm-hmm. um and ta- like she's, he's like so one of the clones was like so where are we going you know and she was I don't remember what she said last episode but she was clearly taking the clones off you know I think it was her before she got caught um, but yeah so they, they let's get back to the episode so they're, they're basically going uh, they're following the tracker uh, Crosshair knows that they're going to show up they go into the training grounds area and they get to right below it. And, oh, yeah, one of the things that I didn't really like about this episode. Okay, first of all, it's not that I didn't like it. It's that uh, I, was, I wasn't I was super, like, I don't know. I feel like, there, I don't know. I can't even put. I can't You're even searching, put, bro. I'm no, searching. I'm, I am searching. <laughs> uh, because I'm also trying to remember exactly why I thought this. But, uh. I don't know. They, they go to go up and they're like, well, I think it was Echo. No, it's Tech. Tech's like, we're going to go up on the lift because he'll expect us to come through the front door. And Wrecker, because Wrecker's like, you know, this is a trap. You know that, right? Even Wrecker is like, yeah. there's no way that he... You're going to pop up in the middle of the sim and fucking... Well, yeah, he, he's just like, they're, you know... And so it's funny, too, is they go up there... Um, 
uh, they go up the lift, and as they come up, all the fucking stormtroopers mm-hmm. are pointing their fucking blasters at them. And uh, I think it was an Echo, or was it Wrecker? I think Wrecker. As soon as, so there's another one of those moments. Like as soon as they're coming up and they see all the uh, um, all the blasters pointed at them, I go, "Well, I guess he's wrong about that." And then Wrecker's like so much for that idea or some yeah. shit like that. Um, I forgot who said it, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Wrecker who said it, which cause it, when Wrecker, when Wrecker shows any sign of like wit or intelligence, it makes me laugh more so than his dumb, you know, is not dumb, but his usual child, childlike self. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like right before they go up though, it's just like, these guys are super tactical. Mm-hmm they have to know that Crosshair is going to... Like, the fact that... Yeah, that's what it was. The fact that Tech would assume that Crosshair would assume that they would come through the front door. Like, Crosshair has been on how many missions with them? Yeah. He knows how they think. A hundred percent. They should have just walked through the front door. And that probably would have... Like, so what I'm basically thinking or getting at um, is like there's no point in trying to outsmart crosshair because he is one of you. Mm-hmm. He knows how you think, he knows how you act. The 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 only way and like there's no like there's just, you know, don't even try. Just you're going to confront him, walk through the fucking front door, you know, and be like, "So what's the business? You know, what's going on? Sure. Like what are we doing here?" Um but anyway, it was actually so all right. I know we kind of jumped ahead a little bit. There's there's some like conversation that went went down. I they did such a good job with making me struggle in the last third of the episode with how I feel about Crosshair. Yeah, dude, I was I was I was on both sides of the fences, flipping so back and forth, dude. dude. So good, so and like. like- the moment this, when he says to him, sorry to cut you off, but the moment when he says to Hunter, when he says, um, if you if you really want to protect the girl, let her go. It was yeah. like, yo, wait a minute. He cares about the girl too, it seems like. You know, yeah. even if he'd like, he, he, I, like his allegiance, what, ah, you can go ahead and say what you were going to say because I, I was about to go off and I've been let, you've been letting me talk a bunch, so. Oh, no, I was just going to compliment D. Bradley Baker, dude. So, like, Think about how it must be to be sitting in a fucking studio, much probably like how we are right now, just sitting down mm-hmm. at your computer with a microphone and putting out these performances because like the animation and shit, that's it's awesome. And you see his facial expressions and, mm-hmm. and the, the, the contemplation of like what's going on and like how hidden he is. But like you can tell he's thinking like he's got a cold face, but it. I mean, to do that through animation is crazy, but also to deliver all of these such convincing performances mm-hmm. between and like the dialogue between all the characters and have it be so natural. The fact that that's all voiced by one fucking person is insane. Um, I want to I want to say like what I what I honestly think about when I when I'm watching these and I start thinking about, you know, it's one guy. My brain immediately goes to how fun it must be. Because one thing that I I know my experience right when making my um, sequel re, re, sequel rewrites is coming up with this these di- this dialogue right for multiple characters or two characters talking to each other, um, and like when you know what a character sounds like, 
it's easy to hear it in your head, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm sure after like a little bit, he already had worked with Dave and worked with whoever else is, you know, helping create this. And they worked on specifically like back during the Clone Wars season seven, what each of them is going to sound like. Yeah. And once you have that established, it's like when I'm writing dialogue for Kylo and Hux, right? In my head, I hear them from the movies, the voices. And so like, the part that kind of bums me out is that I don't have, at least not yet. If I, I don't know if it's like a, it's something you can learn, um, but I don't have the vocal range of just like impressions to be able to really nail it down. Mm-hmm. Especially with like Kylo, he's got a mask on; it's hard to do without editing. But like, how fun it is after the dialogue's written to then act out each side yeah. because, it, and it's just like, and then to listen to it and be like, yo. Like that's me having a conversation with myself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Hell but yeah. but how fun it must be for him to ha- like to have that ability when you know you could do different voices like that, and like you already know how you sound, like how you're gonna say it. So when you ha- when he has that dialogue of Hunter and and Crosshair, and he's reading it, and he's in he's hearing them in his head the way he's gonna say them to just yeah. be able to fucking like the pride that he must have to be like. You don't need seven different people in a in a vocal booth recording having a conversation. You just got one. Yeah. Me, I can be anybody in all of them, you know. So like that's what I think about. Think um, about how many different cuts of a budget he's getting, bro. Oh my god. That show is at least 75-80% voiced by D Bradley Baker. Yeah, he and and it's like he's saving them all yeah. of that money. He better be getting compensated. Dude, he's getting. He should be Dude. getting two, three, four, yeah, f- five salaries. Yeah, Easy. seriously, for real. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think in in his ability, I mean, just voice actors in general, their ability to nail down. Like, I I, w- I wish I could be there when they mm-hmm. do it because I've seen I've seen people do voice acting where, like they are they've got like their little stand and a light mm-hmm. with their glasses on and the microphone and they're reading the thing hand and gestures. then and then there's a screen <laughs> there's a screen up there that's got the yeah and their hand gestures they're they're acting it out because yeah. that's how they got to get into it yeah. i mean it's the same shit as any time i've ever tried to fucking do that it's like you the only way to to get close to an impression is to almost put yourself like you have to almost act it out you know, little little secret for like my Kylo voice that never shows up on the fucking thing is yeah. that like before I edit it when I record, I I try to like rest my cheeks, be as like mundane as possible. Like imagining Kylo of just being unimpressed, and then I take my fucking finger and I just place it on the tip of my nose and like just kind of pull down, so that way like it covers my mouth. And yeah. then also makes me a little more nasally. And then it's, you know, you know, uh, look how old you've become. You know, it's like yeah. that type of shit. And it's like it helps you get into that mindset. And so like, but I want to know, it's like, are do they have these these interactions between the characters all pre-animated and D. Brad- Bradley Baker has to look at them? But then like, how do they know how he's going to say certain things to make the act, the, the characters on screen portray that emotion that he's giving the voice? It's like, I want to know, like, I want to get we the behind, behind the, the scenes. scenes. We 100%. need it. A hundred percent. Um, 
But in, anyway, um, Crosshair's like he he's man. I like I'm just thinking back to the episode, right? And just like I want to know your thoughts. Like, what were you thinking, and um, and what emotions were you feeling when Crosshair's like telling Hunter, like you weren't loyal to me, mm-hmm. you know? And it was just like you you had like I want to know what were you thinking? What were your feelings, thoughts, emotions about him? Much like you, like I had a really just I had kind of a hard time tracking how I felt about Crosshair because mm-hmm. it was like back and forth, right? The the back and forth and the whole time, like all of his actions, you can kind of justify. You're like, mm-hmm. they just need to get him, knock him out, get that inhibitor chip out, golden, right? Yeah. And that was really like that was the gut wrenching moment because it was just like. I had my inhibitor chip removed a long fucking time ago. This is 100% me. This is who I am. This is who I am. And Hunter's like, how long ago? He's like, does it matter? He's like, it fucking matters, dude. Like, like, no, but like, exactly. Yes. And it's like, it's, it's like that. I am so fucking happy with the way they like set this up. It's just like, like that interact like the whole time the whole time we just all season long we've been thinking man like all we want right all we want is the batch to be whole again we know it's not going to happen someone's going to die um <laughs> but it's like it's like we just want like we know that the end goal is like come on just get to crosshair get that chip out happily ever after yeah and in that moment of like him being like i had my chip removed a long time ago and Hunter realizes, like, there's that moment of, like, our whole point, our whole our whole mission was to get this guy and take his chip out to make him better. And you're telling he's telling us that he hasn't had his chip in while he's been hunting us? How long ago? And, and then Crosshair understanding, like, the shit he's done. Because he, he, his whole point here is try to convince my brothers to join the Empire because this is the best choice we have right now. Like we don't like running around doing odd jobs is like, that's not who we are. We're soldiers. Yeah. We're made for this shit. And I like that moment when he walks, this is the, what we were made for. Like he literally, this is line. what we were made for, you know? And he walks like in the early in the season after he flips, right. And he walks into to his old bunk when he's got the first rendition of his little stormtroopers, And he looks at all the bunks and he looks at the shit on the wall and you see, we talked about it. He misses his brothers, you know, despite the chip being in there, despite their differences, he misses them. And I think like he realized like, like the only way he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this life on the run shit. I'm, I'm a fucking soldier. This is what I do. And these guys just need to see that that's what they are too. And he wants them, but he also realizes the shit he's done is like, irredeemable it's in his mind it's irredeemable unforgivable right so that's why he's like does it matter you know of like how long my chip's been out like doesn't is it's not going to change the shit that i've done you know um but to your point it's like it does kind of fucking matter because it makes it tells us what we're allowed to write off as the inhibitor chip and what we have to be like this is just crosshairs fucked up brain you know um but yeah when he when 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 he was like you know, it was actually, it was like, you know, it's hard to, like you said, hard to track the emotions, but it's like fucking a man. He, he still wants to be a part of the group. He wants the group to be with him. He even, even like, 
he just he ordered the girl to just be taken off. He's like, get her a private shuttle out of here. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't want her to go back with with ramp you know Rampart and and Tarkin, um, but he also realizes that you know as long as she's around, these guys aren't gonna they won't listen to me. They care yeah. they care about her. You know, um, it sh- it shows like a brief moment of compassion of like which was like super fucking surprising to me, man. Like it was so well done. It was just like you know find the girl you know and it's like mm-hmm. oh it's so sinister and you know he finds her and he and he's he's like um get her on a shuttle out of here and he's like don't do this she's one of us and he and he just like through gritted teeth if you want to protect her you have to let her go you yeah. know it's like him and it was like that was when i was like oh shit mm-hmm. there's more to this character than we've perceived and then everything we've just talked about um and then you get that awesome moment of like Omega, you know, she, I don't think she's really made any bad decisions really when she's disobeyed the orders to stay behind. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, she's definitely been a lot more helpful, which is, I think has led to she, our, yeah, she definitely established the habit of I'm going to disobey and it's going to work out to your benefit. Yeah. And I mean, for the most part. Well, and, but, she, and to, to what you were saying, she was so on one. Like when that scene, when she's standing on the pad in the storm, hair's all matted, wet down with fucking, you know, she's just, and she's just staring intently, waiting for the lift. And then like, it's like she like, she's looking around and then she like, I don't know if she stepped on the right spot, but then like, yeah, the lift, like the, the ground opens up at her feet inches away from her toes. Like she knows exactly where it is and it starts to rise. And she kind of like looks over her shoulder. She goes down here or whatever she says. It was just like, they're going to, this is going to be her show yeah. like moving forward, you know? And, but anyway, um, Big old fight happens, right? Big, big old fight happens. And they also have that moment, too, where, you know, so after the big old fight, uh, you know, Hunter's sitting there and he's pointing out all these arguments. He's like, dude, like, you tried to kill me. And Crosshair's like, but did I? Yeah. And if it's I like, wanted if I wanted dead. to kill you or if yeah. I wanted to kill you, I would have killed you. Um, and that's when Hunter's like, well, they're just using you inhibitor chip. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get that moment of like, you know, or, or was it after? So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like the inhibitor chip conversation that that happened before. The, yeah, they even before came the up fought. through the thing. Um, right. But yeah, so they get big fight. Um one of the the stormtroopers gets out of the training room and comes to Rampart. He's like, "Hey, you're, you're oh. clone flipped." Yeah, or, that was that or, was know, like, or he's ha- or he's not containing them or whatever. When he was like, you know, stand down or put you know to his uh to his other stormtroopers and like the trooper looked at him and goes, "Oh, shit. negative, commander." That shot, bro, dude. I replayed it three times when he shoots the first stormtrooper. No, when he bounces the shot off the oh, yeah. remaining troopers. Oh, oh, I can't believe I forgot about that. I thought that when was that like, happened, oh, shit. That was You're sitting coolest. there, and he's, like, got the gun pointed at Hunter, and he goes over, and he shoots, like, the ramp. Yeah. And, he and shoot- like, 
he like shoot i feel like he shot one guy and like it went through him but yeah, it didn't no, it, it, it like, shot the rick- ramp ricocheted back through like two of them and then like yeah. bounced off the thing from behind another one and he hit took the last out ev- he took every single stormtrooper out with one shot you know yeah. what i mean and but and then here's a point that i that i thought about so after that happens right um and then i'm pretty sure the droids pop up right because that's when the droids pop up. Because the, the, none of the stormtroopers were alive when they were fighting the droids, right. and it was it was a nice little sweet callback to the beginning, mm-hmm. um, going full circle. And then they have their conversation um, again when he's trying to convince him to, uh, um, like join the Empire, and they end up uh, stunning him. Right? You have the moment when Crosshair and Hunter are both pointing their guns at each other. And Crosshair goes to shoot him. And before he can even try, Hunter has him stunned. And, you know, hits him with the stun setting. And, you know, they take his stuff. Rekker throws him over his shoulder. But my first thought was back to our conversation about gunslingers in Star Wars. And we almost put Crosshair on there. And I was like, well, he's more of a marksman than he is a gunslinger. And that right there was proof to me. No, no, no. But that was proof to me that that. Anything with uh, a trigger, bro. No, 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 no. But no, that's not where I'm going with it. I'm saying oh. he's 100% not a gunslinger. Like, a gunslinger to me is somebody who has the reaction time to whip a gun out and pop, pop his target real quick. You know? Oh, okay. A marksman is somebody who calculates his shot and, like, that's what he did. With the, he, mm-hmm. like, he, like, he, like, looked at Hunter and he looked at his whatever and he's like, I need to shoot here. And then bang, 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 bang and killed all the people. But when he was faced one-on-one with somebody... First to pull the trigger wins, he lost. And a gunslinger doesn't fucking lose if he's a good gunslinger. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's absolutely the guy who, like, you know, when you're a sniper, your reaction time is just the trigger pull. But, like, you're up there, you're up on the ridge or in the hideout, and you're looking, you're stationary, your gun's already drawn, and you're looking around and picking your shots. Whereas a gunslinger is just fucking straight up, um, what's a good, uh, fucking Woody Harrelson's character. Um, I keep forgetting his name for some reason. Beckett. Oh, uh, Beckett's Beckett, a fucking yeah, yeah. gunslinger, bro. Yeah, yeah. When he's in the middle of the fucking uh, uh, the war in Solo, and he's just fucking spinning his guns, pow, 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 flipping those motherfuckers around, like that's a fucking gunslinger. Badass. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So record, like, and uh, you knew it too. As soon as mm-hmm. he stunned him, you knew Hunter's like he's fucking coming with us. Like you knew he was gonna. And so like, man, yeah, he takes his pack off of him and his gun off of him, and he's like, record. So like, <laughs> throw him up. Yeah, and then they leave, and as they leave, as they're trying to leave, we can't we can't skip over the fact Rampart's like you know gets the gets the order from Tarkin. You know Rampart's like all, it, all um, what did he say? Not special, not important. All necessary personnel have been evacuated from the premises or from the facility, and all cloning all cloning technology has been acquired too. Which I was yeah. like ding you know it's like they're going light to exegol with that shit. it's like <laughs> yeah dude like it's like this is literally going back to what we talked about in the main episode exactly that we haven't recorded that yet. we haven't recorded <laughs> yet but we will talk about but it's like this is when like we are seeing the legitimate start to um the emperor's plan the emperor's you know contingency which if you listen to the main ep you've heard us talk about that mm-hmm. um which 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 lends us to believe now knowing that knowing that uh uh 
I don't know if lends us to believe is the right fucking word, but leads us to believe, leads me to believe uh, that now we've confirmed that Grogu isn't a clone. You know, it's like, cause we, was he a clone of Yoda? Like that was one of my like fun Thursday theories is what if, what if Grogu's literally a Yoda clone? Yeah. Um, and uh, which, which obviously he's not, he's just another species of Yoda. Why species. did the empire, why did they not take him like in Dr. Pershing and them straight to Exegol? when they got him um because exegol wasn't a thing when they filmed mando season one i, I that's <laughs> that's the real world answer but. <laughs> that's the real world answer because they had no idea that was the storyline for the fucking right. and they didn't realize that you know it was gonna be excuse a sequel me for, retcon. yeah excuse you, know, you yeah excuse you for being you know hopeful um extending my disbelief yeah that it's not real yeah. <laughs> bring that shit back reel that shit in don't suspend it that far out um but yeah so they start they they open fire on camino and we like get a like such a beautiful for lack of a better term beautifully shot destruction of camino mm-hmm. and we're just seeing i mean these fucking venators just destroying like for you know pardon the pun because that's what they are star destroyers um yeah. just fucking obliterating you know which all too often we never really get to see star destroyers doing anything mm-hmm. they're shooting at ships or they're just dispatching ties but they don't actually do anything and so like to see one even if it is animation yeah like the destructive cannons blazing and then to get, and to get like that as they come through the fucking blast doors to come out to the fucking pad and they just look up and shit's just exploding all around them. And just, you know, you just get like, you know, these massive mm-hmm. hits and like, um, you know, even even AZ and uh, Omega almost getting obliterated because they hung around too long, you know, looking looking at the explosions like and and it was like really touching as Omega like didn't want to go back to Camino, right? Hunter apologizes for making her come back. But there's that moment right before she turns around to run back with the crew when she's standing on that platform and she's looking out at basically her home being destroyed. Like mm-hmm. the place where she was created and grew up. That's like her Alderaan. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she's on it as it's being destroyed. And uh they turn around and the blast doors close and we basically cut to black and we have to wait until next week now yeah and and they didn't play the normal like uppity nope. outro it was that deep fucking oh. melody but what they did play was i'm pretty sure they I, I, i'm not a thousand percent like i if you were to ask me what the bad batch theme is i couldn't tell you but that was pretty i'm pretty sure that was what was playing when all of the batch was fighting the droids together yeah, it and was. they had that. It cut into that. Dun, 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 yeah, dude, right, that yeah. moment was so cool. Like, just that like, we I, talked last week about when I go to sing that, I I can't help but sing do Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Um, one thing I wanted to say uh, was good friend of the podcast, Mike Kaminsky. He sent me a thing uh, yesterday. He said uh, Dave Filoni is a giant cock muncher. OMFG that episode. How fucking dare he? Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, it's also like very close to becoming a Fast and the Furious meme. And yeah. then I sent him a gif of, you don't turn your back on family. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that was like, that was a really good episode. 
Um, it doesn't change. I still, I still stand by what I said about episode 13. Um, I still think that should have been earlier in the season. And I think episode 14 or the last week's episode shouldn't have been. I feel like I, I just want more. I just want more build. Like now we have my entire perspective episode, has changed. Like I, I want cross. I want the next season because as we talked about earlier in the uh, main app, season two has been confirmed by bad bat of the bad batch, which kind of is, <sighs> I wish they would have waited till the end of episode 16 to say like the bad batch will return in season two. Like they're not they going to do the Marvel shit, dude. What they fucking did with Mando, like when they announced the book of Boba Fett is they I waited, guess it was, to, you know, huh? and they so didn't yeah, say these characters are coming back, but it was sure. Yeah. Um, but to do that would have been, I think better because then it's like, Oh, well, if Bad Batch season two is confirmed, then that means you know, we know Vader's not coming to kill them all. So, but now I what I want to see out of next next season is the we we've had the arc of getting Crosshair back. You physically have him now. I want to see the next arc of transitioning him to basically fugitive or you know yeah. You know, on like getting him to to get like let's get rid of the whole good soldiers follow orders, mm-hmm. um, thing. And so yeah, I'm excited. I cannot wait for next. So man, I can't even. I don't even know what's gonna happen next week. You know, we I, I obviously know, we're obviously we're gonna start off with them being on Camino trying to find their way out. I hope um, he's got a couple tricks up his sleeve, dude. I don't care. Man. I love to see Vader or something. Um, I'd Kenobi. love to see them touch down on Exegol now that they have that opportunity to... Nah. You don't think so? I don't want to see Exegol ever again. Um, like, show up there and have the Emperor standing out front waiting for his package. Like, I just I just, I just, just have... Uh, I don't know. So, like, we obviously, you guys know we record this before we record our main app, and we also have notes and shit. So, like, I don't want to get into it now because I want to get into it earlier <laughs> later <laughs> you know when we were, and so like I, I i would hate to repeat myself um because there's some stuff talking about the emperor's contingency that's gonna make me go off um yes and uh i hope it was good <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny oh, it's so funny <laughs> anyway i'm excited for next week's episode of bad batch man. i honestly have no clue what we're gonna see yeah at the um, time this comes out man it's two days away so yeah. we hope y'all enjoy it and definitely come back next week to hear us. I have a feeling we're going to have a, a long Bad Batch review next week. I hope it's a long episode, too. I, hope they, too. I hope they drop a 50-minute one on us. Hey. You know? Oh, Heck boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right, man, anyway. but y'all know where to find us. Uh, again, tune in next week. We're going to be talking the finale of Bad Batch Season 1 as well as a bunch of other fun stuff. So Absolutely. definitely come back. You All know right, where to as, find us. You know where to find us. As always, take care, y'all. I'm with the